0: Hello folks, it is John LeBond coming to you from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria, and today we're taking a look at this question. What is going on with this alien thing? This was a thread that was submitted on the Conspiracy No Pulse subreddit by Bronze Bomber One, and I'm sure you've heard about the news. There is this epidemic of balloons and other unidentified flying objects that are being sighted, and they're being shot down even over North America. Even old mate Justin Trudeau is getting on the act, isn't he? He's saying that he's here to protect Canadians from the latest boogeyman. But the question is, what's the deal with these balloons, folks? What's going on? What is going on with these balloons? Why are these balloons appearing? Why are they being shot down? Is this the beginning? And some people believe this might be the case. Is this the beginning of the AI takeover of the world? Have you heard that one before? I've heard that one. Strange theory. Interesting theory. We'll talk about that. Other people are saying, oh no, this is the beginning of World War III and the Chinese are doing exactly what Sun Tzu foretold in his book, The Art of War. Send balloons over your enemy's airspace and let them shoot them down to confuse them as you begin your mobilization process. I think that's a direct quote from The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Other people are saying, no, no. No, no, you're all, you've got it all wrong. It's not the AI, it's not the Chinese, not even the Russians. Forget about all of that. This is Media Fakery 101, and nobody died, nobody got hurt by some fake-ass balloon being shot down over the US, or Canada for that matter. Do the balloons even exist? I don't know. We're going to talk about that and so much more here on the No Poll Review number four on February 14, Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to all of the Valentines out there. Hope you're enjoying this annual celebration of romance, as it were. It is uh, about three degrees outside, but it's a... That's Celsius. But it's a barmy 25 degrees here in the Chateau JLB. And I'm all ready for what should be a very fun review of this thread on Conspiracy No Pole. And, of course, I'll be reading out your comments from the live stream chat. Speaking of which, why don't we go and take a look? Tdog135 is in the house. Now we had an issue last week with the streaming. The router and my laptop don't seem to get along very well. So there was a bit of buffering issues last week. Hopefully that won't happen this week, but I've got a backup plan if it does. So let me know in live stream chat if there's any buffering issues. In fact, I can refresh this page and just make sure it's still working. Are we coming through? It seems that we are. So let's get into the fun then. Let's take a look at this. This comes to us from Sky News from two days ago. Let's take a look at this. We'll
1: we'll return to our coverage of the earthquakes and the aftermath in Turkey and Syria in a moment, but first I want to bring you some breaking news that's just come into us here at Sky in the last few minutes. It's come from a tweet from the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, who has said on Twitter, I ordered the takedown of an unidentified object that violated Canadian airspace at NORAD Command, shot down the object over the Yukon. Canadian and US aircraft were scrambled and a US F-22 successfully fired at the object. The Prime Minister goes on to say that he... spoke.
0: Let's just say that this story is real for the sake of argument. Can you imagine being a dude flying this F-22? As a boy, you dreamed of being a fighter pilot, Top Gun style, and you dreamed of getting into fights in the air, what do they call them, dogfights in the air, against the Ruskies or some other enemy. And then you go through all the training that's required. You know, you get into the Air Force and then you go through the training and you make it. And now you are the pilot of one of these war machines. And one day you get given the orders. Listen, bro, we've got a target for you to shoot down. It's a big plastic balloon. Here are the coordinates. We need you to go and
1: take care of this right now. Okay. Okay spoke with President Biden this afternoon. Canadian forces will now recover and analyse the wreckage of the object. Goes-
0: Imagine getting home and telling your war stories to your wife and kids. What did you do today, pa? I shot down a balloon. Oh, wow. Was it difficult? Oh, it was horrible, Billy. The, the most pressure I've been under in a long time. But fortunately, I got that balloon in my sights and bang,
1: he never had a chance just want to thank NORAD for keeping watch over North America. Now, this is the third um, object that has been uh, spotted over North America in just the past. Do
0: you reckon these pilots will get like some kind of victory parade for taking down the balloons? I think that could be in order. A big ticker tape parade with confetti and a live marching band and that kind of thing. This is the hero who shot down the balloon.
1: We can remember, of course, that the U.S. Air Force shot down a Chinese spy balloon last week. Uh, an unidentified object, which was described as the size of a small car, was taken down on Friday. And now a third one taken down over the Yukon. The Canadian Prime Minister telling us that. The North American command taking charge and bringing that object down. And, of course, when we get more detail on this third object flying over North America that has been brought down by the armed forces there, will bring that to you.
0: Well, be sure that you do. We need up-to-date information about this. We need live updates on the latest balloon sighting and shoot-down. This is very important information that we need here at johnlabon.com and the Conspiracy No pole Review. Are we still coming through live? We've got Rocco Calzone in the room. He says, hello, John. Canada over Biden now. Orders. Oh, yeah, lots of orders. People being ordered to shoot these things down. It's a big deal. Now, the Conspiracy No Poll subreddit, we'll take a look at what they had to say about all of this in just a moment. Let's take a look at what's the big news on Conspiracy No Poll at the moment. What are the top threads? We've got some guy saying they cannot find the Tillman video anywhere. I think that's to do with some guy called Tillman, who was supposedly in the military, and there was some Super Bowl advertisement that involved him, and I don't know about that. Anyway... The next topic, the Chinese balloon was a decoy. We might even take a look at that thread later on. It's kind of pertinent to the conversation. Somebody asks, Are sceptical people more likely to be quote-unquote autistic? Hear me out. Interesting. What are the most interesting theories or takes to come out of the most recent Super Bowl? House of Numbers documentary questioning the HIV-AIDS narrative. What's going on with this alien thing? That's what we're looking at today. Are there better ways to discern truth about the world? The next item, do you care if world population declines, and if so, why? Somebody asks, who else remembers Arctica at the North Pole? Question is, where did it go? The next one, is weed being normalized and promoted in the Western world? If so, why? Somebody asks, no, somebody says, why I think the Lush Farm theory... Is incorrect. Hmm, lots of different things being discussed over conspiracy. No poll. Yeah, yeah, boy. Let's take a look at one more of these news stories. This one's from seven days ago. This is from Inside Edition. This video has almost four hundred thousand views. Let's take a look.
2: Talk about the catch of the day. It's the Chinese spy balloon found by the U.S.
0: Now, I do release these as MP3s as well the next day. So if you are listening to this as the MP3, you can't see what's on the screen. So it's a good thing that I'm going to explain it to you right now. In the middle of the screen, they've got a boat. It looks like a a Coast Guard small kind of patrol boat. And they've put a big red circle around the Chinese spy balloon, which is a good thing because otherwise you wouldn't know it's a spy balloon. It just looks like a clump of white plastic about the size of, I don't know... uh Let me think of a comparison. A small table. Imagine you took a tabletop and then you took a bunch of plastic to make it the same volume as that tabletop. That is what is on the front of this boat. And we're being told that 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 thing there is the Chinese spy balloon that was shut down. Well, I tell you what, it's a good thing they sent that F-22 to go and take care of it because I could have seen that thing causing a lot of problems for a lot of people.
2: Navy. The U.S. Navy coming in with the China balloon. You can see balloon fabric on the boat deck and boxes being unloaded on the dock. The balloon was discovered off North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Debris from the shoot down lies scattered across seven miles.
3: Some of it's intact. They'll be able to.
0: They've got an intelligence expert. His name is Raymond Scott McCord. He's according to this little graphic they've got underneath his face. It says intelligence expert. I wonder how you become an intelligence expert, an expert in intelligence.
4: Easily determine what it was and what it was used.
0: He's wearing a very nice uh, suit. He's got his shirt buttoned all the way up to the top and behind him is some photographs, some black and white photographs, a newspaper clipping. Can't make out what the headline is, but maybe he was quoted in that newspaper clipping. Looks about 30 years old. Four. The clipping, not the expert, he was about 70. We're learning
2: more about the stunning moment the spy balloon was shot out of the sky.
0: Take that, spy balloon. <laughs> you want to fly over our airspace? You think you can get away? with? Well, you've got another thing coming, son. We've F-22s trained just for problems like you. Take The stunning
2: moment Bang. the spy balloon was shot out of the sky.
0: Break one. Last one. That is a take kill. That is a take kill. We got you, balloon. These, these balloons are getting uppity. Need to be taken care of.
5: Break
6: one. last one. That is a peak kill. We have eyes on the balloon falling.
2: Hundreds on the ground watched the Top Gun drama unfold.
7: That um, plane just hit a, had a strike.
2: The moment of impact was captured by photographer John Snyder. I uh, walked out to the driveway in the front yard and I was like, oh, hey, there's the balloon. Minutes after he set up his camera, the missile struck. I knew I had got the shot. That's basically all it was, being in the right place. at the. Here's what
0: doesn't make sense to me. Here's one of a number of things that don't make sense to me. It's a giant plastic balloon. So what are they going to do? Should a missile that? Like, let's just... I know there are questions about how many of these missiles are even legitimate, and that's a fair thing to question. Let's just say for the sake of argument, they've got the missiles Independence Day style. Are these missiles? Do they are they meant to explode? Are they meant to just fly through the balloon? Maybe the maybe these um, these F 22s Maybe they've got some kind of machine gun appar- apparatus. I, I don't know, guys. I'm not a I'm not a military technology expert, am I? But where I'm going with this is,
1: how would you go about shooting
0: down a balloon with with missiles? Maybe the missile is just sort of timed to detonate once it pierces through the thin plastic membrane of these deadly, I don't know. I'm not sure. Right time. This extraordinary image
2: shows the payload of solar panels and spy equipment actually falling from the sky. It's the first time an aircraft has been shot down over U.S. territory since World War II. Wow,
0: this is the first time they've had to shoot down a bogey since World War II over U.S. airspace. Now the recovered equipment may be an intelligence treasure trove for the U.S. Ooh, an intelligence treasure trove. Who knows what kind of intelligence... Hopefully they get... What's his name over here? Let's get him back. Where's old mate? The expert. There he is. Maybe they'll get Raymond Scott McCord on the case. Hey, Raymond. You're the intelligence expert. Here's the payload of solar panels. We think this might be a treasure trove. So we've given you top clearance. Top secret clearance to analyze this... Payload, see how much intelligence you can get for us. We might be able to crack the Chinese the Chinese code or the AI code this could be AI. This could be the AI using the Chinese as a front man, as a fall guy for their dastardly plans with the balloons. Goodness gracious me. Alright, so Jay Bird says another clown show. Yes indeed, uh look, we'll get into the more serious discussion in a moment because this is a very serious topic. Let's not kid ourselves here, this is very important stuff. But just looking at what we've looked at so far, you could be forgiven for thinking this was all one giant kind of um, avant-garde performance piece, couldn't you? Yes, indeed. Xmas Eve in the live chat says, remember, they also said that Roswell was a balloon. Oh, yeah, did they? I kind of don't really remember that one. Never, I've never really looked into the whole Roswell thing in much detail, have I? When was Roswell? Back in the 50s, was it? Was it the 40s or the 50s? Let's go and find out. Roswell incident. Let's take a look at old Roswell. 47, apparently. Let's zoom in for those of you watching at home. For those of you who are just listening to the MB3, I will read this out too. This is Roswell Incident from our friends at Wikipedia. Let's take a look here. It says, The Roswell Incident centres on the recovery in 1947 of mundane metallic and rubber debris from a military balloon that crashed near Roswell, New Mexico. Decades later, conspiracy theories began claiming that the debris was from a flying saucer and that the truth had been covered up by the U.S. government. On July 8, 1947, Roswell Army Airfield issued a press release stating they had recovered a flying disc. The Army quickly retracted the statement and said instead that the crash object was a conventional weather balloon. In 1994, the U.S. Air Force published a report identifying the crashed object as a nuclear test surveillance balloon from Project Mogul, I didn't even know that. The, the Roswell incident was not widely discussed until the 1970s when retired Lieutenant Colonel Jesse Marshall, in an interview with the ufologist Stanton Friedman, said he believed the debris he retrieved was extraterrestrial. UFOlogists began promoting a variety of increasingly elaborate conspiracy theories, claiming that nobody died and nobody got hurt. Hold on, no, that's not what it says. It says claiming that one or more alien spacecraft had crash landed, and that the extraterrestrial occupants had died and gotten hurt and been recovered by the military, which then engaged in a cover-up. Well, well, well. I did not know that was the story. You learn something. Every day. Let's go and take a look at Stanton Friedman. This is apparently one of the, the leading UFOlogists or UFO mm, liaisons who helped to spread the theory that this thing was a some kind of UFO incident. He was the original... This is from Wikipedia, folks. This is Stanton Friedman, 1934 to 2019. So he lived to a ripe old age of... What's that? 66 plus 19... he lived to 85 years old. That's not a bad innings. Not a bad innings at all. says he was born in New Jersey. He attended Rutgers University, earned a Bachelor of Science in 55 and a Master's Degree in Nuclear Physics. Oh, boy. Employed as a nuclear physicist for General Electric and McDonnell Douglas, he left his full-time employment as a physicist to pursue the scientific investigation of UFOs. He gave lectures at more than 600 colleges and to more than 100 professional groups in 50 states, 10 provinces, and 19 countries outside the U.S. But who's counting? Additionally, he worked as a consultant on the topic. He published more than 80 UFO-related papers. Jesus, wow, well, how about that for a little cottage industry? He preferred the use of the term flying saucer. He didn't, he didn't like the word UFO, he liked flying saucer. Hmm, how about that? He was on George Norris' coast-to-coast to Coast to radio. He used to debate people, apparently. Uh, let's see, he said that there had been no extraterrestrial visitation on the planet. Blah, blah, blah. Criticisms and controversies. Alright, I think we've read enough. Oh, he was... Let's go to his personal life section. It says that Freeman was an Ashkenazi Jewish individual. He married twice. They were divorced. One of his wives was divorced in seventy four. Had a daughter. And he died in Toronto. In an airport. Hmm. Interesting. And the photo they've got from on Wikipedia, this is interesting, the photo they've got from on Wikipedia, he's got the furrowed brows and he's not cracking a smile, he's wearing a, a suit top and a buttoned up shirt with a tie that looks like a UFO style tie, that's nice, and behind him is an alien representation wearing a hoodie and a beanie. That's one of the most trendy looking uh, aliens I've ever seen in my life. How about that? What's this project mogul that they're talking about? Project Mogul was a top-secret project by the US Army Air Forces involving microphones flown on high-altitude air balloons. Their primary purpose was a long-distance detection of sound waves generated by the Soviet atomic bomb back in the 40s. So I guess the story is that the thing that was shot down as part of the Roswell incident back in the 40s, some people thought it might have been extraterrestrials and a cover-up, but the official story is that was just a giant weather balloon, style high-altitude balloon, that was trying to detect atomic bomb testings, I guess is the story of the Roswell incident. Very interesting indeed. Feisty says, there's no satellites over there, I guess. I'm not sure. Rob Files says, Westall, Melbourne, 1966 was an interesting story too. Westall, Melbourne, 66. You know what, Rob Files? Let's look up Westall, Melbourne, 1966 the westall ufo was a reported this is according to wikipedia folks was a reported ufo sighting in australia that occurred on april 6 1966 in melbourne victoria down in westall which is not very far from clayton which is where i studied at university as chance would have it at approximately 11 o'clock on wednesday april 6 1966 so we're talking what's that 40 50 the best part of 60 years ago Students and a teacher from Westall High School reported seeing a flying object described as a grey or silver-green saucer-shaped craft with a slight purple hue about about twice the size of a family car. According to students, the object was descending, overflew the high school and disappeared behind a stand of trees. Approximately 20 minutes later, the object reportedly reappeared climbed at a speed and departed towards the northwest. Some accounts describe the object as being pursued by five unidentified aircraft. Hmm. Interesting. Media coverage in 2016, Network 10 screened a segment about the incident. There was a documentary called The Phenomenon by UFOlogist James Fox. Well, there you go. How about that? So, Meditating is a Habit says, Hello all, hello to you, Meditating is a Habit. CC Jelly says, Ufology, nice little earner. Well, it seems that way, doesn't it? I reckon there's more money in Ufology than there is in Skepticism, just quietly. A bit more money in this idea that there are little green men, flying, flying saucers. Marvin the Martian style, Yeah. The funny thing is, I think, if you speak to... Like, if you were to straw poll, say a cross-section of the community today in Australia, for just one example. I think you would find that the majority of people, especially below the age of 40 or 50, now believe that there is, there is intelligent life out there, you know, out in the universe. Because, of course, as you guys know, I'm sure you're all very well educated. You all went to school and watched a lot of TV, just like the normies do. And I'm sure that you know that we live on a tiny little speck. And when we look up at the night sky, what we're looking into is the vastness of space, and out there, there are millions or billions or millions of billions of stars and other solid physical objects, very large, many of them, and they they might they might be home to life, folks, yes, of course, that is the case we are led to believe, of course. Media bear says hello, John. Hello to you, Media bear. Do you have any songs, Media bear, about the intelligent life that are out there? Are those intelligent life smart enough to wear three masks and wash their hands while singing Happy Birthday to protect their grandma from an invisible body possessing demon? If they're smart enough to build flying saucers to fly here, you'd think they've won the war against the germs. Whereas we, pathetic little humans here on Earth, we're still. We're still losing that war on germs, aren't we, really? The germs can be anywhere. There could be some germs in the room with you right now. You need to be careful about these germs. These germs are uh, intent on killing Grandma. They might be gone for now. Maybe we've won Maybe we've won this battle. We've won the Battle of 2020. But the germs could come back any time, you see. Any time. Any time at all. Epic Souls says satelloons is all they have, no satellites. Well why don't we go and take a look? If you want the important information, you need to tune into late night TV, of course, and here is Stephen Colbert. And he's gonna talk about why the president why President Biden, President of the United States, why he shot down that balloon, and why he wouldn't hesitate to do it again, in the interest of all Americans. This is this president is not to be messed with, okay? And if he gets word from the chiefs at NORAD and they tell him that the U.S. may be under attack from balloons, he will tell his chiefs to scramble some jets and get ready because those balloons, their days are numbered. Goodness gracious me.
5: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest has been a mainstay of Democratic policymaking for over 30 years and just served as the White House Chief of Staff. Please welcome to The Late Show... Ron Plain.
0: Uh, listen, uh,
5: nice, nice to see you again. Nice okay, to be here. Briefly before. Uh, you first started working with Joe Biden 36 years ago. Um, uh, and now, until recently, you were the, the chief of staff. There you are. There's the two of you in the Oval Office right there. And, yeah.
0: So, they're showing a photo of this Rob Klein guy. Rob Klein, yeah, Ron Klein. And it's a photo in the Oval Office. And you've got Biden and Klein, or Klein, wherever it is. And they're looking out, or well, Biden's looking out the window very thoughtfully. We can't really see his facial expressions because they've both got their backs turned to us. But it's a black and white photo, a lovely photo. And it shows Biden and Klein, no doubt talking, very important conversation. Possibly even about the UFO threat. You never know.
5: That's a nice. That's a, that, the black and white. The black and white gives it gravitas, yeah, like your Jack yeah. and Bobby or something. Yeah, right it's there. very classy. It's very that
0: classy. Very nice. But um, uh, so this poor Rob Klein guy, he comes all the way into the studio to do this interview. He brings a, what's obviously a very important memento for him—a black and white photo, a classy black and white photo of him and talking with the president. And what's the first thing Stephen Colbert does? Is shit all over his memento. Look at this. Take a look at this.
5: Years ago, um, uh, now recently you were the, the chief of staff there you are there's the two of you in the oval office right there and yeah that's a lovely photo that's a nice that's a, that the, the black and white the black and white gives it gravitas yeah. like your jack yeah. and bobby or something yeah right it's there. very classy it's very, that's classy. very nice but um uh, before we start
0: that's almost like you know just show and tell days when you're a kid imagine if a kid brings in one of his own personal mementos and the first thing the teacher does is just shit all over it <laughs> oh you think this is a good photo do you oh it's very classy. That's gravitas with a black and white.
5: Are you absolutely sure you took no classified documents home
3: <laughs> when you left the White House, Stephen? I am absolutely sure I took no documents at all when I left the
5: White House. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Well, only time will tell, Ron Klain. <laughs> okay. Uh, chief of staff is the guy who gets the call. Yeah before that, even the president, to go like, well, what is this thing that's incoming to the executive branch that we need to deal with right now? Now that you are no longer that guy, do you get to sleep at night? Uh, well, I've been out for about a week, and yes, I am sleeping much better, that's
3: for sure. <laughs> you know, um, you, you are the person, when you're the chief of staff, you're the person they call to decide whether or not we should wake up the president. And I used to sleep with my phone uh, by the bed with a special ringtone, from the situation room so I would be sure to wake up when it so came. when that sound happens. That you get up. you What, was, you, the, yeah, what yeah. was the sound? It was kind of like a.
0: Maybe it was a song by Miley Cyrus. That's a huge song right now here in Bulgaria. Probably in your country as well actually. You know that Miley Cyrus song about I can buy myself flowers. <laughs> I can hold my hand. Maybe that was his. That was when he when that song was playing he knew he had to get up and wake the president when Miley Cyrus is playing.
3: You know a chimey kind of sound. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so. We went through a week last I summer, though, where the phone rang soon. every night, and I kept on getting up, and 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 there was no one there, and and I I, I kept on calling back the Situation Room. Did you call No, Mr. Klain, we didn't call you. It went on night after night after night. Finally, after about a week, I, you know, got up the next day, looked out, and realized my neighbors had installed a new wind chime with the exact <laughs> same sound as my special ring. So I had to change the ring, All and right. now I sleep. All
5: right. Excellent. Excellent. Now, uh, Ask now can you story. tell us what's going on with all these, uh, uh, these UFOs? Because they're unidentified flying objects. You'll admit that, sir. <laughs> yeah, I will. Admit Answer they the are. question, sir. <laughs> yes, I will admit. <laughs> you know you're sworn in before you come
3: on any late night yeah, show. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I will admit they are as yet unidentified.
0: Look. I- Why don't you offer him some tequila? That's what you do with Prince Harry to loosen him up. Maybe he to loosen this guy up. Give him some tequila. Loosen those lips a little bit. Tell us the truth, brother. Are we under attack?
3: I was there when uh, we did identify a Chinese spy balloon coming into our airspace, and the president made the right decision to shoot it down. Once it safely had exited over land, and could be shot down safely over water. Why, but really-
0: See, isn't that strange? Like, the idea is, you can't, even if you're in a state that has, you know, you can have guns in your house, I'm pretty sure the idea is generally. <clears throat> you can only shoot people if they're a threat. So if the assailant has stolen your VCR, for argument's sake... I'm a boomer showing my age here. If he's running down the street with a VCR, you can't just shoot him. He's not... I'm pretty sure maybe in some states in the US you can just shoot them, even if they're running away. But generally speaking, the idea of self-defense is it has to be for self-defense. Now, in this case, you can see why they'd say, oh, we didn't shoot it down when it was over our airspace because the debris might damage uh, facilities, buildings, might harm people. Some people might die or get hurt. It's not worth it. So that part makes sense. But once it's over the ocean, and it's on its way out of there, why do you need to shoot it down at that point? The balloon hasn't hurt you, just leave it be, He's what I'm trying to say. I know you might say that's not quite a direct analogy, that's fair enough, but I think the same basic principle applies. The balloon didn't hurt anybody, and now it's on its way home, or it's doing a world tour. Leave the balloon alone, I say. But nope, not Biden. Biden, he's a vengeful man, apparently.
5: Why over water?
0: Be- Maybe it's not Biden's fault. Maybe this, guy, this guy's the puppet master. And Biden was like, ah, leave the balloon alone. And this guy's like, I don't think so. Joe, this balloon has to come down.
5: Because there's a lot of the United States where there's nobody, no people out there. Yeah, you
3: know, Stephen, when, when you're going to drop a couple thousand pounds of metal and shrapnel, you just want to be extra sure it doesn't <laughs> fall on a school or a church or anything like that.
5: You're the chief of staff.
3: I yeah, know, no, I trust me. You. Know, so. That is one okay, of the chief okay. of staff rules. So you were sure. there
5: for that, for the you know yeah, when they took to, that yeah, down. You know what that what was. What about the one in Alaska or yeah. Canada or the the one uh, in Lake Huron? Yeah. No, were you gone for that?
3: I, I was gone for those. And what I can tell you is, I know our military, North Command, led by General Van Herk, they're recovering the remains. They're going to figure out what it was. We have the best people on it. And will but, they tell us? And they will tell us what it was.
0: Of course they will. What is the U.S.? What's the official U.S. defense budget? Just out of interest, just curious to know. Let's take a look. In fiscal 2023, let's zoom in for those of you watching at home. I'll read it out, of course, for those of you listening on MP3. It says here, according to Google, the U.S. Department of Defense budget will increase to $800 billion in fiscal 2023, excluding supplemental funding to Ukraine and other appropriations such as military construction providing visibility and stability to the wider spectrum of U.S.-based defense contractors. $800 billion, and it's just as well, because if they didn't do that, who knows what kind of terror these balloons would wage on the United States. All right, let's go and take a look at the live stream chat. What do you think, folks? Get those comments and questions coming through. I'll read them out as we go through the presentation today. Yeah, yeah, boy. If you just join your slate folks, we're talking about this potential alien invasion. Now, you've heard the word. I'm sure you've all heard this news by now. There are balloons entering US airspace and Canadian airspace for that matter. And there are also unconfirmed reports on various conspiracy forums and alternative outlets that they're seeing some UFOs in Turkey and in Japan and other parts of Asia. This might be the beginning of something rather serious, folks. Rather serious indeed. But there are some people... This is quite amazing when you think about it. There are some people who are asking, do these balloons even exist? I know they're telling us that they do, and they're showing us footage, but they can fake that stuff. Is this, are, this, are these false flag balloons, perhaps? This is a false flag hoax, NDNGH style. We're living in a post-truth world, folks. Post-truth world. I don't know. So, by the end of this presentation, we hope to get to the bottom of this. What do you think about this? What do they think about this over at Conspiracy no pole? What do they think about this in the live stream chat? We're going to get to the bottom of this, folks. I'm going to tell you right now. And we'll do something else as well. I'll jump into the Discord at JohnTheBond.com. If you are on that Discord server, feel free to come and jump in live and you can tell me your thoughts about all of this. What is going on with the balloons? All right, let's take a look at the live stream chat. Meditating is a habit says I could talk all day about Roswell. Well, why is that? Are you a bit of a Roswell expert, are you? Roswell. Let's see, Media Bear says the demons have already landed. JT 33 says JLB. Hello. Hello to you as well, JT. Napoleon Wilson from Fakeologist.com. He says they shot down Oz's balloon. Not really sure what he's talking about there. Which says, What are these women babbling about? He's referring, I think, to Stephen Colbert and Ron Klein few people, I'm trying to read as many comments as I can here, folks. Linda Curtis says, the power of Babel. Rocco Calzone says, why shoot it down? Just grab it. It's a, it's a balloon. Well, okay, so how would they do that, Rocco? Talk me through this. Suppose there is a balloon, and it's just floating along, close enough to the ground for civilian photographers to apparently capture the whole thing. How would you go about grabbing it? It's too high for a cherry picker, you would think, or even a crane. Probably moving too fast for either of those devices, either how. Anyhow, mm, a helicopter, mm, I guess if you put the helicopter above the balloon and then put someone down in a winch, like winched him down and then he grabbed the balloon and said, I've got it. I've got the balloon. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like, I guess that's kind of possible. How would you How would you grab the balloon? I'm really not too sure. Meditating habit says, oh, yeah, I've got a Roswellology PhD. Interesting. Chris Kinghorn says, I've missed a start and I've not been following this in the mainstream media. Are they referring to these countries' satellites? No, are they referring to these as foreign countries' satellites or outer spacecrafts? That's a very good question, Chris Kinghorn. I think at the moment, the official story is that they're balloons that are... At least the first one was from China, because the story was that the Chinese said, hey, why'd you take... So in the Western media, in some Western media, mainstream media, they said that the Chinese had confirmed it was Chinese and said, hey, why'd you shoot down a balloon? But of course, the Western media could make up whatever they want about what the Chinese said. It doesn't really mean the Chinese said it, the Chinese government or their president or whatever. But at the moment, I think the story is, the first balloon was Chinese, but the one subsequent, we're still not too sure. But is the AI, chat GPT technology, using the Chinese as their fall guys, trying to fool the Americans and the Russians and the Chinese into getting into some kind of hot war, So that then the AI can take over the world, and then the only person who can stop them is John Connor, who has to uh, be protected from the future by the future. By a well, first his father has to come back from the future, who he sends from the future. It's a bit strange when you think about it. Sending you send one of your subordinates back in time to sleep with your mother, so that you can be born to then take over the human resistance following the hot war when the AI used the Chinese and the Russians to fool the Americans into a nuclear war. It's very bizarre stuff when you think about it. So I'm not too sure what the official story is right now, but it's it's some kind of combination of all of those things. Now, Sean Hamer says, What if all the spraying gas was a way of throwing up a screen for projections if the particles could be made to sit at a particular height? Hey, presto. Now, Rocco Calzone has answered my question. You could grab the balloon with a grapple hook and wrench. Or wench, he's put the two words there. Look, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. I've never tried to grab a balloon from up in the sky before. Most of us haven't, I'm willing to bet. How would you go about collecting this balloon? I'm not too sure. Not too sure. It's a difficult logistical task, I would have imagined. Maybe Ron Klein can tell us more in his chat with old mate. But we need to go and check the comments that were left on Conspiracy no That's the whole idea. This is no Pole review number four. We hear every... 11pm Tuesday my time which is 4pm US East Coast on Tuesday night or Tuesday afternoon and then 8 o'clock in the morning Wednesday morning on the Australian East Coast and then if you're somewhere else in the world other than those two places I'm sure you can work it out from there it is 4pm we start every Tuesday afternoon US East Coast 8am Australian East Coast and it is 11pm when we start here in beautiful Plovdiv Bulgaria where as far as I know folks and I do check the local news every now and then As far as I know, we don't have any problems with balloons. But I couldn't even tell you, what is the trending stories here in Bulgaria? I can't even really remember. But it's not to do with balloons, I can tell you that. I would be the first to tell you guys if there were balloons hovering over Plovdiv. I've got a beautiful balcony here with a lovely view of the river. And then in the spare room, if I look out the window there, I've got a whole view of the city and the mountains in the background. So if any balloons were to try to violate Plovdivian airspace, I would know, folks. I would have the documents, and I will be the first to break the news to you guys here at johnlebon.com and John Bond YouTube channel. I'll be the first to tell you. And I can tell you right now, I've been looking and I've seen no balloons, but maybe it's just a matter of time. I'm not too sure. So let's go and see what they said at Conspiracy No Poll. This was submitted two days ago by Bronze Bomber, and his question was very simple. What's going on with this alien thing? He writes, I don't see anyone talking about it on here, but here's a few stories. UFO Shot Down Over Alaska. This is from Newsweek.com. Let's go and take a look. Newsweek.com. This is from the 10th of February, so just a few days ago. The title is Former Congressman Wonders If Object Shot Down Over Alaska Is Alien UFO.
4: Hmm. Let's take a look. Object, because that's the best description we have right now. Uh, We do not know who owns it. Uh, whether it's a, whether it's state owned or, uh, or corporate owned or, privately owned, we just
0: this is some dude at the White House. What's this guy's name? It's a Michigan Republican, Peter Meyer. Pete, this is Peter Meyer, or some other dude at the White House. I don't know. But it's an official-looking dude. He's wearing a suit and he's got his shirt all buttoned up, and he's talking about something. Don't know.
7: Was Appearance
3: like the Chinese aircraft?
4: No, or it was it, it was much much smaller than uh, the spy balloon that we took down last Saturday. Um, The way it was described to me was roughly the size of a small car as opposed to uh, a payload that was like two or three buses size, right? So much, much smaller.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, let's go and uh, take a look at the article then. It says, this. let's zoom in for those of you who are watching at home... It says, Former Representative Peter Meyer, a Michigan Republican, questioned whether or not the object that was shot down near Alaska on Friday could have been an unidentified flying object, as Pentagon officials remain quiet over what the threat was. Meyer, who represented Michigan's 3rd congressional, congressional District up until recently, wrote on Twitter on Friday, quote, Really hoping this unidentified flying object was another spy balloon, and not a legit UFO. Alright, okay. So that was one of the stories that was linked to from the OP of this particular thread at Conspiracy No Pole, Of course, the best subreddit on Reddit by far. Some might say I'm biased, but you have to make up your own mind. Go and check it out. Conspiracy No Pole on Reddit. Yeah, yeah, boy. So he also links the OP to this article from mirror.co.uk. Let's take a look. It says, scientists believe, hold on, All
8: right, let's have a look
0: here. Okay, so scientists believe aliens made contact after impossible object sends bleeps to Earth. This is from February 11, folks. Scientists believe aliens made contact after quote-unquote impossible object sends bleeps to Earth. Astrophysicist Dr. Natasha Hurley-Walker and her team spotted the mysterious object sending repeat radio signals every 18 minutes and believed they may have found proof of ET life. Guys, I'm not making this up, I can assure you. Scientists believed they may have found proof of an alien life form spinning 4,000 light years away. Well, this is... So this is a different story to the balloons then. It's just been timed at the same time. The mysterious device was sending repeat radio signals every 18 minutes and is unlike anything ever seen before in space, astronomers said. Observations showed it was releasing a giant burst of energy three times an hour. Astrophysicist Dr. Natasha Hurley-Walker broke out in a cold sweat as she contemplated a potential breakthrough in the search for extraterrestrial life. She said she asked herself if this was the most... No, let me repeat that again. She said she asked herself if this was the moment we finally found that the truth is out there. Is this, this is Mirror.co, this is meant to be a real, a real outlet. All right, and then there's another link to Fox News. The FAA closes airspace in Montana, and they want support from the defense activities. So then the OP of this particular threat on conspiracy no asks, what's the deal? What do you think is going on? Just seems like we're seeing a lot of stories very rapidly. Are we being distracted from the Ohio stuff? Which is, of course, the train derailment. Has contact finally happened? All I've got is questions and no answers. Cheers. Well, let's go and take a look at what the good folk at Conspiracy Notepal had to say in response to this thread. The top comment, the top reply is... From Randy Dangerously, who says lol, a vehicle that can travel faster than light and go through the universe as if it's not even there, some guy in an F-22 is going to shoot it down. Yeah, okay. The first reply to him is, that would be as dumb as aliens announcing they're coming with crop circles to a planet full of water when said aliens are allergic to water. Somebody replies to him, it's called alien spaceship for a reason. What I mean UFO, like unidentified. Somebody says, I'm not saying that you're wrong and personally don't believe these are extraterrestrial UFOs, but if somebody was trying to make contact in a non-hostile way, sending a defenseless craft with info and messages and communications on it would be a way to do that. Just like Sun Tzu said. Fool them. This is from The Art of War. Sun Tzu said that to confuse your enemy, send a plastic balloon with communications that appear to be from UFOs, from aliens. That'll really fool Biden and his crew. They won't know what hit them. Somebody says, why couldn't we shoot them down? And then somebody says, well, if a spacecraft can break the rules of physics, then puny bullets explosives would have no effect. So it would appear that the first comment chain on this conspiracy no pole thread is people debating why would the aliens do this, and if they did, how could our conventional weapons possibly match alien weapons so they're they're putting their minds in well let's just say this is real let's think through what would happen in a balloon versus F-22 battle interesting so the next major response is from Sator 777 they say that this is Project Blue Beam and then Grok the Fnords says Project Blue Beam is nonsense you think the people running the US and China are going to agree to merge their nations and sing Kumbaya together Because the CIA makes a lesser, no, a laser light show that looks like some flying saucers. Come on, people, try to think critically, he says. And then someone mentions COVID. I'm not really sure that's relevant. So the next major response, because I'm reading these as the major responses, then the comments to the major response. You know how uh, Reddit works? You get the, like, so somebody posts a thread, then the initial replies can then have further replies to the reply. So I'm trying to read the chain's in a relatively logical way. So this is the third top reply to the OP. And this comes from Impressive Gas 8407 And they write this, Personally, I think it's a distraction from the Twitter trials and the multiple court cases against Pfizer. So in other words, I think these news stories about balloons being shot down are a distraction from what's really going on, which is the Twitter trials. Apparently that's the real, that's the important thing we should be focused on here. I have to confess, I don't even know what the Twitter trials are. What are they? I don't know. And the multiple court cases against Pfizer, I will confess, I also don't know anything about those. Is there a court case against Pfizer? What's the point of a court case? I don't know. I don't know. So the next reply to that is, could also be a distraction from the chemical spill in Ohio, of course. That's big news at the moment, the big chemical spill, yeah, yeah, boy. Somebody says, yeah, look it up. That Ohio spill, it's not good. Things are not good. Somebody says they're creating a global buzz to distract from a train crash somewhere most people couldn't even find on a map. That's a bit extreme. So they're doubting the idea this is a distraction. Then D E W ouch. I guess that's direct energy weapons, ouch. Interesting username. Says biohazard release of toxic substances into the air and water is not a concern to you. And then Creamy Spud replies, For those in the vicinity, yes, but not really for people thousands of miles on another continent. Would you care so much about a similar crash in England or Spain? But we are still all hearing about these objects getting shot down. Okay, one of the next replies from the earlier reply is, I'm not questioning you, but can you elaborate on these two stories? I did a quick Google search of Twitter trials and Pfizer court case and got no related results. Would love to know more about what's going on there. So Impressive Gas then says you can see the Twitter trials live on C-SPAN. They're also all over Rumble and possibly YouTube. Jimmy Dore has a great coverage of it, as well as the multiple court cases involving Pfizer. Google is compromised, so never expect good searches on their platform. Okay, we might move on to the next major reply. So this is the fourth major reply to the original OP. We'll come back and read that in just a moment. First, let's go and check out the live stream chat. Got about 50 or 60 people watching live right now. What do people have to say about all of this? So I asked earlier, how much is the US supposedly, according to the official story, how much they spending on defense every year? And meditating is a habit, replied 800 bill, which is about the same story that I got from Google. Let's see, who else have we got in here? Mike G says, greetings, boys. and he puts a little uh, alien and clown emoticon. Very appropriate. Meditating is a habit says, Roswell is interesting when you listen to the extensive interviews from the ordinary citizens all across the town with separate corroborations. So, meditating is a habit. Please take my skepticism in the positive spirit in which it is intended. We're talking about an incident from the 40s, right? So, the testimonies... ...from the local townspeople? Are these testimonies that were contemporaneous with the event? That is, are these testimonies recorded in the 40s? Or are these testimonies that were recorded several decades later? Because, you know, there were a few incidents back in the 40s. I won't be too specific here. I wouldn't want to offend anybody. But there were a few events in the 40s where, according to the story today... ...some things happened. And many people believe those stories. But... If you look into it far enough, and by far enough, I mean, if you just look at the story for yourself without the programming, you realise, hold on, that story doesn't really make sense, and uh, some of the people telling these stories have been caught telling blatant lies. Can you really trust people telling you stories today about what happened back in the 40s? I'm not so sure, folks. I'm not so sure. Don't call me names. Don't come after me. I'm just saying I, I'm i a sceptical guy. Like, I don't even believe the stories they tell about the Iraq War, and that was 20 years ago, okay? So... You can imagine, I'm pretty sceptical about what's supposed to happen back in the 40s. Yes. You can imagine. Sorry, just give me a second. I'm just going to enjoy my little cafe mio. I've got a little confession to make. This is my third coffee of the day. So, if I start getting a little bit crazy, a little bit loopy, that's because I'm high on... K- I'm high on... K- k- caffeine. That's right. Yes. I'm going overboard on the baggies of caffeine. Mm. I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it. It is what it is. All right. So who else have we got in the live stream chat? First for Truth is in the house. Good to see you. Xmas Aviv says once again, they're using the term small car as a way of measuring or comparing these objects. I noticed that all these different people saying, oh, it was the size of a small car. It was the size of, it was smaller than a small car. It was bigger than a small car. That's their unit of measurement. This is like an international unit of measurement now. The small car unit. It was two small car units. Yes. Unico says, why people assume the government are separate entities, even after what we saw with COVID. That's a very good point, Unico. A lot of people seem to believe that, oh, the government of Russia, they're completely separate from the government of the United States. And they're completely separate from the government of China and so on and so forth. I used to see the world that way. And so I can't really sit here and judge the people who still believe that. It's kind of a nice thing to believe. Oh, no, we've got our government. And yes, yeah, sometimes they're a bit corrupt, but they've got our, overall, they've got our nation's best interests at heart because, you know, there are other governments out there who would seek to attack us, to enslave us. But our government, at least for all of their flaws, they're going to defend us from the other governments. Which is interesting because the other governments tell the same story to their people. So you've got, they've kind of got like a vested interest in this, don't they? It's kind of like those people who go around and they offer, you know, protection from the violent gangs and the thieves. It's like if you pay us a monthly fee, we'll make sure that your front window to your shop doesn't get broken. And as chance would have it, you, this is a this is a theoretical, folks. I'm not saying this happens in real life. It's just theoretical. You pay the money, and your windows get broken. You stop paying the money, and suddenly your, your window gets broken. Well, you should have paid the money because these guys will protect you from the broken windows. Yes. There's almost a conflict of interest there, though, isn't there? Because what if the brick wasn't thrown by the hoodlums, it was thrown by the protectors? I know that sounds crazy, folks. I know that sounds crazy. What if it was a false flaggy brick that went through the window? Oh, I see. Your front window's broken. It's a shame you didn't pay your protection money last month. But don't you worry. We can put you back on a plan. We will just take the money out of your payslip every month, and you will be protected from the Chinese or the Russians. We'll take care of it. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I mean, wor- you have to worry a little bit. Stay at a medium level of worry. But so long as you're paying us the tax, we've got the money to save you from the Chinese balloons. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's see. Let's go back to the comments that were left on this thread on Conspiracy No Poll. So, Direct stomach 6259 says it's a desensitization tactic. That is the stories about these balloons. The next comment, I think this is the sixth major comment to the OP on Conspiracy No poll on the thread. In case you guys have forgotten, we're taking a look at this. The question is, what's going on with this alien thing? What is going on with this alien thing? So the sixth reply, the sixth major reply to that OP says this. It's from the Notorious Cat. They say, it's China. We all, we, we already shot down their balloon last week. And now what I suspect, a Chinese airship. And they've linked to an article about a Chinese airship. Now, this is from 2015 from an article called, no, from a website called Popular Science. China tests its largest airship. There's an image which looks to me like CGI. In fact, yeah, it says here, the concept art shows China's 18,000 cubic metre, which... For those of you who use standard international units, that's about 500 small cars. 18,000 cubic meter Yuanming airship, 20 kilometers above the ground, and for some reason off the coast of the mid-Atlantic US. One of the highest flying airships, the Yuanming, could provide wide area surveillance and communications capabilities. On October 13, 2015, China started the 24 hour, let's zoom in for those of you watching home, shall we? There we go, that's better. China started the 24-hour test flight of its largest airship yet in Hot Inner Mongolia. The Yuan Meng has a volume of 18,000 cubic metres, a length of 75 metres and a height of 22 metres. It will fly to 20,000 metres in the air to test its control system and near space flight performance. With solar panels installed on its top, the Yuan Meng will be one of the largest solar-powered airships in existence. And then it shows another CGI image of this giant airship. So imagine a giant blimp with a rudder at the back. And... Hmm. It's all in Chinese. Which I used to be able to read a little bit of Chinese. I was never that good at it. I took a minor in Chinese back university, but... I'd have to revise to know how to read any of this. I mean, that says Da. That says Dian, which means electricity. So... <laughs> Whatever this says, it says something about a big thing with electricity. I can tell you guys that much. That much I can tell you. This means yo, which means have. Um, yeah, I really can't tell you much more than that, folks. I've done my best here. All right, oh, that says fei, as in fei, as in plain. It's all coming back to me, folks. It's all coming back to me. That says shung. Hold no, no, that says da. That says "tie." I always confuse da. Yeah, that says "tie." It's got a little dot. So forget what I said about flying, it says Tai. Which could mean fly as well, who knows. Fei Ji Pyeong, yeah. Oh guys, I'm sorry, but (laughs) it was a long time ago I studied Chinese. It's all Chinese to me, folks. The point here is, apparently the Chinese, according to this article from 2015, have a giant balloon. And so what this person is trying to say is that this balloon that was shot down by Biden, the vengeful Biden, he was like, that balloon is not getting away, we're going to take care of that. I want you to scramble the F-22s right now. Right now. So he's saying they think it might be balloons. Then the notorious cat, which I said here, it might be here, or she who knows, says, I've got another link for you from the Asia Times. This is from the end of 2022. Oh, and it's the So this is a, this article is from a different outlet. The first one was popular science, this one's Asia Times. The first one was twenty fifteen. This one's twenty twenty two. They use the same freaking CGI of what is supposed to be a solar-powered, gigantic blimp, 500 small cars big. Okay, what does it say? Forgive my uh, cynicism here, folks. Hopefully, that caffeine will kick in very soon. Yes, indeed, China could soon regularly develop, no, deploy high-altitude airships over the contested South China Sea for intelligence surveillance and reconnaissance. Missile early warning and potentially target acquisition for anti-access area denial A2AD weapons. It was reported in the war zone that China may have developed a high-altitude, long-range airship around the vicinity of Luzon in the northern Philippines. But it's the same freaking stuff that was being shown in 2015. So I think what the notorious cat is trying to say is that this, this is what they believe the balloon was. This was no ordinary weather balloon. This was a high-tech, high-altitude, solar-powered, blimp-style machine, and that's what has been floating over the US, is what they're putting forward. <clears throat> Pardon me, so it says this, I think, this is from the Torrey cat conspiracy No they say, I think the second UFO shot down happens before the train derailment in Ohio. I think all the alien headlines are clickbait since the Air Force spokesperson declined to give more details. When there's a hole that big in a story, it's easy to fill it with anything, and UAPs have been in the mainstream news the last couple of years, making it perfect to fill that gap of information. So Illogical One writes in reply to the notorious cat, this cheap Chinese Starlink knockoff. Not another scientist writes in a reply, we'll just scroll so we can read all of the text. It says this. What I don't understand is that if they already shot down a balloon from China, why hide where the other aircraft is from if it's also from China? It would make more sense if the ship shot down was suspected to be from Russia, as tensions are high enough that it would be worth hiding that fact until it appears that things are under control. Make of that what you will, folks. Okay, so the next major reply to the OP says Project Bluebeam is in full effect. That's the second person who's made reference to Project Bluebeam. The next major reply comes to us from Artemis Hackwell. The previous one was from the Dalai Lama, by the way. This one's from Artemis Hackwell. It says this. The link from the mirror describes a magnetar. The conjecture is that article is irresponsible. What the hell is a magnetar? I honestly don't know. A magnetar is a type of neutron star. Really? A neutron star? Is that what we've come to? Is that, is that what this has come to? This is from Wikipedia, folks. A, this is so, so it's spelled like magnet with the letters A-R on the end. Magnetar. This is from Wikipedia. It says this. A magnetar is a type of neutron star with an extremely powerful magnetic field the magnetic field decay powers the emission of high energy electromagnetic radiation particularly X-rays and gamma rays the existence of magnetars was proposed in 1992 folks it was proposed in 92 by Bobby Duncan and Christopher Thompson their proposal sought to explain the properties of transient sources of gamma rays now known as soft gamma ray repeaters over the following decade, the magnetar hypothesis became widely accepted and it was extended to explain anomalous X-ray pulsars. As of July 2021, 24 confirmed magnetars were known. Now, folks, for those of you listening at home, there's an image on Wikipedia for these magnetars. Do you want to guess which three letters describe the image? You can guess those letters. C, G, And I don't know why I bother. And of course, this is... Guys, this is science, okay?
8: This is science, so... JLB, JLB, how come you're being so dismissive of the science? Do you really think they would lie about a type of neutron star with a really powerful magnetic field? Are you saying all the astrophysicists are in on it? No, I'm not saying they're in on it there,
0: folks. I... Think they're more akin to useful idiots who just regurgitate whatever they've been programmed to regurgitate at university. Because some people have this idea in their heads that if someone goes and does a science degree, or they go on to an astrophysics uh, master's or PhD or what have you, that they're doing scientific discoveries of their own, they're doing, they're performing experiments and they're double-checking what they've been... That's not how it works, folks. That's not how it works, okay. They might do a few labs with some basic experiments. But when it comes to this kind of thing like astrophysics, that is the physics, quote-unquote, of what's up there in outer space, all they're doing is memorizing so they can pass a test, a whole bunch of words on a pager, a piece of paper or a screen, and then regurgitating those things onto a uh, test and passing the test. That's all they're doing. Okay. So... This, this, this idea that that anyone who is a so-called astrophysicist is reviewing their peer reviewing—it's all peer review. No, that's not how it works, folks. It's embarrassing that so few people understand that. It really is. But I can't judge these poor, well-meaning fools. They mean well. You know, they did well at school and they got accepted into a university to study science, and then they got accepted to do post-grad study, and now they're very smart people. Oh yes. And they've got their CGI an artist's conception of a powerful magnetar in a star cluster. Ooh, we've got a little chart here. Different neutron star types. This comes was us from the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. A magnetar is a neutron star with a particularly strong magnetic field about a thousand times stronger than a normal neutron star. So it's a neutron star on steroids, basically. It's you know how powerful those neutron stars are. Well, this is forget all that. This is a thousand times more powerful, folks. Goodness gracious me! I don't know why I bother, folks. All right. So, thank you, team Hackwell, for the comment on Conspiracy No. Poll. I'm not, I'm not trying to mock you because I'm sure you believe what you're saying. I'm just thinking through. I mean, what a time to be alive here, folks. What a time to be alive. You see, it's the, the crazy religious people. They just believe whatever's written in their stupid book, <laughs> and they believe whatever the preacher tells them at the front of their, of their church mass. How silly! Not like our, not like the science folks. The science is rigorous and it's all peer-reviewed. And so our guys with white coats and our books—they're real. It's science, folks. We've moved on from the dark ages and the time of believing authorities who pretend to know the truth because of their books. We've got real authorities. With real books and real science, and it's all peer-reviewed, so you can trust it. Yay for science. Goodness gracious me. Alright, so Portrait of Karma says this. Years of research behind my opinion. UFOs are just a man-made technology. There's a reason why the UFO movement was at its peak years ago, in the days of 140p quality lol. Now that's an interesting comment. Portrait of Karma, I like it. Let's go and check the live stream chat. Are we still live? It seems that we are. Let's take a look at what people are saying in the live stream chat. Kill ML PLZ says, All of reality is a movie. Hmm, that's interesting. Let me know what you think about the movie The Truman Show. What do you think of The Truman Show starring Jim Carrey from the late 1990s? Was it 98, 99? The Truman Show. What do you think about that one? He's about 30 years old. He says, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Starts off with him in the mirror, doesn't it? And he's pretending he's an astronaut. Making sound effects. He walks outside and what happens, folks? Sirius! The dog star drops from the sky. He goes and he picks up Sirius. And the way that they frame that shot... Jim Carrey, his character, Truman... ...is in between two pillars. So he touches Sirius... ...in between two pillars... ...and Sirius is illuminated even in the shadow. It is the illuminated light... Which is rather esoteric when you understand that according to some of the occult traditions, Sirius is indeed the blazing star. It is the star of initiation. and So Jim Carey, Truman, begins his initiation when he touches Sirius. And so begins the story of a man 30 years old becoming initiated into the fact that his life is not what he is being led to believe. Even his own wife is lying to him. Even his own mother was lying to him. Can you imagine, folks, if your own mother was lying to you your entire life until you were 30 years old about who you really are and where you really come from? Can you imagine what it must have been like for poor Truman to begin his initiation and find out that his whole life was a lie? Even his own mother was lying the whole time. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. All on the silver screen, folks. Not real life, of course. Not real life. All just on the silver screen. Yeah, yeah, boy. Who else have we got in there? Jaybird JB says experts say scientists agree, doctors approved. It's all a bunch of horse and then a little poo emoticon. The horse emoticon and the poo, the smiling poo emoticon. Yeah, yeah, boy. Get your comments and questions coming through here, folks. What do you think about this? So, let me put an idea to you. You tell me what you think in the live stream chat. I believe that just a couple of generations ago, the majority of people still did not believe that there was life out there, okay? They didn't believe it. Some might have thought it was possible, but they didn't really believe in it. But somehow or other, over the last generation or two, a lot of people seem to have been conditioned to believe, one, that outer space is a real place where people can really go. Two, people have really gone there. Three, life forms from out there could come here. And four, maybe they already have. Maybe they're with us right now. Maybe they were here thousands of years ago and they helped the ancient peoples to build the pyramids and to build those funny temples in South America and in Middle America. And maybe this is what they were talking about in those religious texts. They weren't talking about angels. They were talking about the ancient aliens, perhaps, yes. Maybe. And so it seems to me, now, at least in the Western world, I can't speak about what the East believe. I can barely even tell you what they believe here. In, you know what? Next time I'm out, I'm going to ask some Bulgarians, do you believe in aliens? I'm going to ask them straight up. I'm going to ask them straight to their face. I'm going to say, listen, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you believe in aliens? <laughs> and I hope they're going to say no. That's what I hope they're going to say. But I've got a bad feeling that if they're under the age of about 30 or 40, they'll be like, yeah, of course. There's too many there's too many star systems out there. there's millions or thousands of millions. there could be billions of stars, and some of them have planets in the Goldilocks zone and there has to be life out there. We can't be all alone here on Earth, and I'm like, you know what I, have to do, I sometimes I do feel all alone here on earth. I'll be honest with you, sometimes I do. Some of the nonsense I hear from these people. Goodness gracious me, so what do you think, folks? What do you think? Do you think there's... Uh, do you think there's life out there, folks? And if not, why do you think all the people around you believe it? I remember mean, back in the day, X-Files was like this fringe show. X-Files was like a... You know... It was like a fringe... You know, fringe ideas and what have you. And I think the average person today... More or less believes a lot of what was in the X-Files. Not necessarily like the monsters and stuff, but... You know, the monster of the week or whatever, but... Just this general idea of... Government agencies and uh, aliens and cover-ups and what have you. Pop culture has a way to seep, to seep through into the collective consciousness, doesn't it? How many movies have been made about space and aliens? Man, when I was a kid, you know it was a really big movie when I was a kid? I must have watched it at least a dozen times. At least a dozen times. I watched Independence Day over and over again. I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today is our Independence Day. Yeah. That crazy dude. Remember how all those guys were mocking the crazy dude about being probed by aliens? Then it turns out he was right all along. Then they put him into a fighter jet and he says, Hello boys, I'm
2: back!
0: Flies into the alien spaceship. Blows it up. I probably haven't seen that film in 20 years. But I still remember a lot of the key scenes. Like when they blow up the White House. And uh, the White House just gets, you know, destroyed by the alien beam. And, uh, oh, that's right, how do they, that's right, they take down the the aliens with a computer virus. How about that? These aliens travel right across the universe, wiping out civilizations like locusts, and then they get undone by a computer virus. Probably didn't even see it coming. Didn't even see it coming. All right, Xmas Eve Eve says, JLB, this is the best thing you've ever done. Well done for connecting the two. Uh, well, on the one hand, I appreciate what appears to be a compliment, but you know I've been doing this for eight years, so if you think this stream is the best thing I've ever done, that's, that's probably not as much of a compliment as you as you might uh, think. And when you say, well done connecting the two, what two things have I connected here? This is not a, I'm not being a smartass, I'm being quite serious, but which two things are you referring to? I'm not really sure what I've connected here, other than... Uh, Well, anyhow. Alfred Killian says, of course there is life out there. I hope you are joking. Paul Brim says, maybe from breakaway civilizations, but not from a non-existent space. Jaybird says, I want to believe. Hmm, interesting. Well, we've got about 50 or 60 people watching live around the world here for this No Poll Review number four. I do appreciate all the comments and questions coming through. Keep them coming through. Let's take a look at another one of these stories. This is from WFA. This has 200,000 views. This is ABC8, I believe, in America. Let's just take a quick look at this story.
4: To identify, right now the government is working to identify yet another object in the sky. There have now been three objects shot down in a week, and there were worries that a fourth might have been spotted in Montana. A US fighter jet working with the North American Aerospace Defense Command also shot down an object over Canada Saturday. It comes just one day after the US took out an object over Alaska. ABC's Mary Alice Parks has more.
7: Overnight another unidentified object shot down over the Yukon in Canada just a day after a U.S. fighter jet shot down an object off the northern edge of Alaska. These back-to-back mysterious objects raising urgent questions about who owns these aircraft and where they could be from. The object over Canada first detected Friday night, Canadian and U.S. planes scrambling to scope it out. President Biden speaking to Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, giving the green light for a U.S. F-22 fighter to take the shot.
0: Would you like to be a hot air balloon operator right now? Imagine that. Imagine if your business is to take bookings, especially on Valentine's Day. Some people do this, um, like a romantic, wake up really early and get in a hot air balloon. Costs a few hundred dollars. At least in Australia, it's pretty expensive. Probably in your country as well. It's like a romantic thing. You get up high in the sky and the sun's coming up and it's it's a very romantic thing for Valentine's Day especially. Imagine being an operator of one of those businesses. You would imagine, especially in America their bookings might have taken a little bit of a hit over the past week. Do you know what I mean? Who would want to be in a hot air balloon right now? In North America. Unless, maybe things aren't going so well in their relationship. Maybe this is just a way to sort problems out, Do you know what I mean? Honey, we're going on a hot air balloon ride. But I've heard that there's, oh, don't worry about it, we'll be fine. Have to wake up early for the hot air balloon ride, Do you know what I mean? This is one way out of a toxic relationship, I imagine. But imagine running the hot air balloon business. Just getting calls left, right and centre. Yeah, look, we booked for Feb 14. Can we get our deposit back on there? Oh, we just, we've fallen a bit sick, actually. Yeah, we just can't make it. Uh, are you cancelling because of these balloons being shot down? No, 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 we've fallen sick. It says on your website we can still get our deposit back if we're sick. All right, what's your booking number? Goodness gracious me.
7: Canadian officials saying the small cylindrical object was flying at approximately 40,000 feet. Trudeau thanking the long-standing partnership that monitors the sky and the sea, writing, thank you, NORAD, for keeping the watch over North America.
4: They don't want to be caught off guard
5: again having a balloon float through sovereign airspace when they didn't know about it. So,
0: Yeah, you don't want to be caught off guard by these balloons just floating over your airspace. Imagine being caught off guard. Who knows what that balloon could do if you were not prepared for it? Who knows what it could do? These are serious. This is These balloons, I mean... Especially if they're AI balloons. You would not know what they're thinking. What I'm trying to say? Who knows what their intent really is? That's the problem with these balloons. You don't really know what they're going to do next. It'd almost be better if they were Russian fighter jets or Chinese fighter jets. At least then you know you're dealing with the enemy. But these balloons, if they're unidentified, are they friend or are they foe? Do they come in peace? Are they coming to surveil? Are they coming to cause serious havoc you don't know it's not knowing that's the real problem here all kinds of imaginations and hypothetical situations can go through your mind you know what I'm trying to say it's the not knowing that really kills you and you don't want to be caught off guard either so it's a good thing that NORAD is looking out for the Canadians their Canadian friends to the north Oh, it may be shoot first, ask questions later. A joint recovery. Shoot first, ask questions later. And the balloon, all the balloons out there better be on notice too. The Americans are making it very clear. This is time for shoot first, ask questions later. So don't expect any clemency, any mercy, not even some time to explain why you're here. If we see you, you've got an F-22 coming your way real quick. We'll make one phone call to Ron Klein, whoever replaced him. Ron Klein, his Miley Cyrus go off, he wakes up because that's the call. He goes and says, Biden, it's Miley time. Bang. They get on the phones of the chief of staff of, or the chiefs of the military. Guys, scramble those jets. It's Miley time. And that balloon is on borrowed time from that moment forward.
7: Effort now underway. The U.S. military and FBI already working in tough Arctic conditions off the remote coast of Alaska to try to recover and learn more about that other unidentified object brought down Friday, snow, wind and little daylight, making that operation extremely tough. These latest instances coming less than a week after that Chinese spy balloon was shot down in the Atlantic. The White House seemingly much quicker to act this week, citing the fact that the object brought down near Alaska was flying much lower and potentially a threat to civilian aircraft. Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski, who had blasted the administration for waiting to down that Chinese spy balloon that flew near her state, now praising the Biden team.
9: I think the message was very important today to say any aspect of U.S. sovereign territory that is encroached upon, there's going to be consequences to it.
0: There's going to be serious consequences. Make no mistake. This is DEFCON 5. Okay? So, if you're listening to this right now, AI, or UFO intelligence, or the Chinese or the Russians, or anybody for that matter, if you think for one moment that you can send the balloons over US airspace, think again. Because this is the season for shoot first, ask questions later. And this congresswoman, or whatever she is, she means business. Okay. Playtime is over.
4: So I know a lot of you are asking, what's going on right now? So we turn to a Dallas woman who worked as a CIA officer focusing on Chinese counterintelligence. Tracy Walder tells us, tells us countries spying on each other is nothing new. It has happened for generations and will continue. But she says this feels different.
7: I'm concerned because this seems like a ramping up, right, of activity. Um, I'm not...
4: She
0: cannot wipe the smile off her face. For those of you who are listening to the MP3, what they've got right now is a lady named Tracy Walder, apparently, and uh, she's on camera on the left-hand side of the screen. On the right is Teresa Woodard, who I guess is working for ABC. So they're doing this Skype or Zoom or whatever it is interview. Tracy is meant to be this CIA uh, expert. And as she's saying that this seems like a ramping up, she has got on her face what some people might call... A smirk.
8: Just some people
0: might describe it that way. You, know, you can't read too far into these things. But for those of you who are watching at home, just take a little look. I'm not saying this is Trooper's Delight, because what do I know? I'm no expert in body language. What what would I know? But
7: does this look a little bit... I'm concerned because this seems like a ramping up, right, of activity.
0: Yeah, ramping up. <laughs> and then look at a cheeky little look to the bottom left as well, yeah. This seems like a, a ramping up of activity, these balloons. You know, countries have spied on each other since time immemorial, but these balloons seem like a ramping up Tea, heat. Goodness gracious me.
7: Um, I'm not concerned necessarily from, you know, an imminent danger. Well, uh, oh, that's stars, a relief. Which is what I think people are thinking about.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm sure lots of people are really concerned about imminent danger from these balloons.
4: And we'll keep following this story throughout the day as we learn more, so stay with WFAA for the latest, a full article that will be updated.
0: Easily. Oh, I'm going to be glued to my TV all day, mate. It's a good thing we've got 24-7 news these days, because I need up-to-the-minute updates on these balloons. That's what I need right now. I don't know if I can sleep tonight. Luckily, I've got another coffee just waiting for me in the fridge. That's right. I'm staying up all night, guys. I'm not... This is going to be a 24-7 broadcast tonight. We need up-to-the-minute updates on these balloons. This could be the start of world war three with the ruskies could be the start of terminator 2 style ai taking over the world using the ruskies as a frontman. could be ancient aliens could be could be people coming back to get the the bodies from roswell like hey you've had the bodies for 80 years we want them back it's now time for our ceremonial um you know grieving process and in our culture in our galaxy We collect the bodies after 80 years. So we're here to collect the Roswell bodies. So, you know, give us the bodies. And then how do the Americans respond? You want some bodies? How's this for a body? F-22 scramble. (laughs) What a time to be alive, folks. What a time to be alive. All right. What are people saying in the live stream chat? Let's go and find out. Let's go and find out what people are saying. In the live stream chat, meditating is a habit says, how dare you? Yes, how dare you? You know what I'm going to do, folks? I'm going to do it. Time for some sound effects. (laughs) Let's go into silly season a little bit earlier this week than last week. Let's go and find it. Where's my Greta, how dare you? There it is.
4: How dare you? How dare you?
0: Yep, how dare you? Alright, let's go back to the live stream chat. What are the people saying? Let's go and take a look. Yeah, yeah, boy. In fact, I'll even zoom in. So those of you watching at home can see what I'm seeing. In the live stream chat... Linda Curtis says, kids' birthday parties are suspect in 2023. Yeah, how how do you have that conversation with little Billy? He wants his helium balloons, and it's like, uh, honey, if we give you the helium balloons, remember, you can't go outside this year. Okay? Because remember last year, one of the balloons got outside the door, and they just disappeared over the neighbor's fence. We can't risk it this year, little Billy. So you have to promise me no taking the balloons outside. But, ma, Billy, this is a national security emergency right now. We don't want to be targeted by NORAD. They might track it back to us. Yes, indeed. All what else we got going on over here? How come I can't scroll up? Oh, there we go. Linda Curtis says, No balloon died, no balloon cried. Yeah, nobody died, nobody got hurt, I would imagine. Nothing got shot, nothing happened. Paul Brim says, It looks like a faint little smirk. Well, how could any sane person not find this whole story a little bit amusing? I mean, I'm embarrassed to even be sitting here right now. I'm embarrassed. And a little bit surprised, to tell you the truth, to be sitting here in 2023, and this is, this is the talking point of the week. This and a train derailment in Ohio, this is it. This is it. That's the problem with this whole corona thing, guys, and I shouldn't have said that word, you know what I'm trying to talk about, C-O-R-O-N-A, you know, the S-C-A-M-D-E-M-I-C. I don't think they're going to top that, unless they do try and pull off a fake at an evasion, which they might, but I don't think they will. But unless they go over something as silly as that, how do you ever top the invisible body-possessing demon? Everything else just seems so bland in comparison, doesn't it? We just lived through three years, especially the first 18 months to two years was really the, the, the craziest part, of people genuinely believing that there was an invisible body-possessing demon on the loose, and this one was way scarier than any of these invisible body-possessing demons that we've seen for a hundred years, so much so that all the governments around the world had to simultaneously shut down the economies as we knew them, tell people they couldn't go to certain events, in many countries couldn't even go to funerals anymore, kids couldn't go to school, couldn't go to playgrounds, couldn't attend sport, many couldn't even play sport. People couldn't fly, people were stuck where they were stuck, because of an invisible body-possessing demon. How How do you top that, folks? How do you top that? Well, you could top it with a fake alien invasion... But I don't think they're going to go for that just yet. They, I think they might eventually, but not... F- I'd like to think we've got about 20 years until they try that. i like to think that. Because it was about 20 years between 9-11 and my coronas. So hopefully they stick with that time frame. And we've got, like, until 2040 for the, the fake alien invasion. But the thing is, they could pull off the fake alien invasion right now if they wanted to. You guys do know that. In fact, I saw a tweet. Let's go and check this out, folks. As you know, I've got a Twitter account. And I saw somebody very smart dude, his name is Conrad, let me zoom in for those of you looking at home, but I'll of course I'll read it, so those of you who are listening will know what I'm talking about. There's a very smart dude named Conrad, I'm subscribed to his Twitter account. And he wrote Did they just try to do a staged alien invasion only to have the populace immediately reject the absurdity of the script the legacy media, social media and government was attempting to dish out this weekend? So what he's saying is Did they just try and pull off a fake alien invasion? But then the masses didn't fall for it, so they basically just quit the the idea, is what he's asking. It's a fair question. What I wrote in reply to that was, if they wanted to pull off a fake alien invasion, they could do so easily, the masses would fall in line, the skeptics would be ostracized and marginalized, and if you don't know this, then what were you doing in 2020? I ponder. That was my reply. It's got quite a good response so far, my reply. And I'm quite serious about this. I've been saying this for a couple of years, folks. If they wanted to pull off a fake alien invasion, and I'm not saying that they do. I don't know if they do. But if they did, it would work. You do know it would work, right? Please tell me that you understand that if they wanted to pull it off, they could. And you might think, oh, come on, JLB. The, the masses might be foolish, but they wouldn't fool for that. Okay, what were you doing in 2020? Tell me what you were doing. Tell me. Because clearly you were not paying attention to what was going on in the world. You must have been in a bunker somewhere. And if that's what you were doing, fair enough. But I don't think you're in a bunker for all of 2020. So what were you doing? Because if you come back to me and say, oh, JLB, come on. People aren't that foolish, JLB. They wouldn't fall for it. You know they fell for the fake invisible body-existing demon. You know that. You do know that. You remember that. Don't try and tell me that you've memory hold that already. Okay? Don't tell me you've forgotten what happened. Because you were there. You were there. And what happened? Tell me what happened. Come on. Come on, spit it out, what happened? The people around you fell for the invisible body-possessing demon, didn't they? And why'd they fall for it? Because it was all over the television. It was all over the newspapers. The government, the celebrities, the talking heads all came out and said that this was a big problem. And then you saw the people that you know, the foolish ones, and the ones that you thought were smart, you saw them fall in line, didn't you? Yes, you did. And if you're being honest, some of you also thought... there was this invisible body blessing demon on the loose from China at at first you might have snapped out of it eventually but at first you thought holy shit this is this is serious business there's people collapsing in China yeah
4: and they're they're covering it
0: up that's what people thought even supposedly smart people fell for this I saw it all over the internet and I saw it in real life people falling for this crap so don't try and tell me that people are too smart to fall for it because that is absurd okay but I'm nothing if not open to other people's perspectives here at JohnLemon.com and the Conspiracy No Poll Review, so tell me in the live stream chat if you believe people would not fall for a fake alien invasion, tell me why. Tell me why the people who did fall for the fake... And, And what is a virus, by the way, folks? It is alien to your body. And it's neither alive nor dead. But once it gets into your body, it replicates. And it uses your body as a vessel to replicate to other people's bodies. And in doing so, it can take over the whole world, can't it? It's an alien. And people fell for that. They fell for it. They never saw one of these aliens with their own eyes. Never, not once. They might have seen some CGI images. They might have seen some of those. Those, Remember that um, colourful ball, the prickly ball? Remember the prickly balls I had in the background? Yeah? Ooh, the prickly ball floating around. It was meant to be like a representation of a virus, right? So people saw that. They never saw an actual virus. Nobody has ever seen an actual virus. Oh, but JLB, they've got electron microscopes. Okay, yeah, so they saw CGI.
8: Oh, no, JLB. Electron microscopes aren't CGI. They actually shoot electron. Yeah, and then
0: your eyes don't see electrons. Okay, let's just pretend electrons are real for the sake of argument. Your eyes don't see electrons, and neither does anybody else's. So when you think you're looking at what the so-called electron microscope saw, what are you looking at? You're looking at a screen, aren't you? Yeah. So you never actually saw the virus with your own eyes.
8: Well, you can't see a JLB because it's too small.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the point I'm making. So if you've got all these people, millions, possibly billions, who knows how many people really live on this earth, but certainly there's at least a few million of them, at least, none of them ever saw a virus, but they believed in it. Many of you still believe as well. So how come they couldn't pull off a fake alien invasion? Oh, well... You know the uh, the aliens have a special, uh, special uh, what, what's it called? Where you make yourself invisible? An invisibility cloak. They've got special invisibility cloaks. And that's why you can't see them, folks. But we can. The military has special advanced technology. And they can assure us that there is, in fact, an alien ship hovering above the White House right now. And they're saying that if we don't do what they want, they're going to blow up the, the White House. And they're going to blow up your city as well. So we have to do what they say. And if you come back to me and tell me, JLB, that wouldn't work? Mmm. Well, you know what? As long as you're happy with your belief, that's fine by me. There's nothing wrong with being completely and utterly deluded about the nature of the people that you're surrounded by. You might be better off that way. You might
8: be better... Oh, JLB, I, my friend, I mean, he's a bit of a normie, but he's worked out that he doesn't need to get the fifth booster. He's He's finally come around, so... You've just got to be patient with these people. Oh, I'm being patient, folks. Don't you? I'm being more patient than many of you
0: realize. Don't you worry about that. Goodness gracious me. All right, let's go back to the live stream chat. Yeah, yeah, boy. That's what I'm talking about. You know what? Let's play some more sound effects. I'm in a sound effect mood today. Let's take a look at this. What else have we got?
1: I don't think you have the facilities for that, big man.
0: (laughs) Very nice. What else have we got? Monkey business. No
8: more monkey business!
0: No more monkey business! Alright, and I'll just play one more. It's my favorite of all time. With regard to nobody died, nobody got hurt in these wars. Very nice. Okay, let's go to the live stream chat. Let's see what people have to say about all of this. Yeah, yeah, boy. All righty, so we've got in the live stream chat Scott says nothing got shot, nothing happened. yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? I think a lot of people, and I think I'm actually guilty of this as well. I'll confess there's a part of us where we want something to happen. we want the drama, the chaos, just a change of the the broader narrative. we want something to happen, like if I woke up tomorrow and all over CNN. ...and Fox News and Sky News and BBC and The Age in Australia and whatever your local newspaper is... ...if the front page was all, the aliens are here and they've made demands... ...part of me would be like, ah, not this, not this nonsense again... ...but part of me would be like, you know what? Ah, what the hell, this is gonna be fun, you know what I mean? This'll be fun. (laughs) This is gonna be fun watching people lose their freaking minds again... ...and me, and the small number of sceptics in the world... ...firstly getting attacked by so-called awake people...
8: ...no, this is real, this is real, guys this is
0: yeah whatever that's what they did that's what people did back when the 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 virus was first a thing back in early 2020 conspiracy no poll the main conspiracy subreddit as well godlike productions 4chan poll uh, above top secret Mm, what's the other one um got all of them all the main forums people actually fell for this crap now not everyone fell for it but most most of the awake people fell for it yes and people like no jail but yes yes I've got the documents okay that's exactly what happened and the same thing would happen with a fake alien invasion. Most of the so-called awake people would fall for it. I'm telling you, they would. So I'd, first I'd get ostracized by them. And then once all the masses fall in line, I'd get ostracized by them as well. And then I would have random morons in the streets. Fortunately, not too many here in plod Bulgaria, but if I, was in a, if I was in Australia, for instance, I'd have random morons in the streets saying, Uh, did
8: you take the implant? Have you taken the implant? Because you know the aliens said if we don't get to at least 95% uptake of the implants, they're going to blow up the White House. You know they said that. So,
0: you've got to do your part. People think I'm exaggerating when I say this stuff. I, I might be putting on some voices and, and some facetiousness for dramatic effect, but I'm being quite serious about the central point. People
8: would fall for it. You have to get the implant. If you don't get the implant, they're going to kill us all, you know. They, they'd come for us. I'd be like, yeah, I don't want that implant. Oh, why? are you one of those people who thinks the implants for mind control no I don't think they're for mind control I just don't want an implant in my fingertip
0: because supposedly, or my wrist because supposedly the aliens said that we have to do it I don't even believe in the aliens
8: what do you mean you don't believe in the aliens the experts said they can see the aliens with their special technology what are you, (laughs) anti-science you must think the earth is flat as well just get the chip it doesn't even hurt I got five We're in a lot of trouble, folks. We're in a lot of trouble. We're in so much trouble.
0: We're in so much trouble. Xmas Eve says, JLB, only you could see a genuine compliment as an insult. Well, I didn't see it as an insult, but the thing is I have produced over a thousand different unique pieces of content over the last eight years. YouTube videos, uh, you know, distinct videos that I I write or that I record, edit, upload. I've done a couple hundred live streams. I've written over a hundred articles. I've made uh, over 100 member videos and audios for JohnTheBond.com. I've done literally hundreds of podcasts. So for someone to come along and say that this one stream is the best thing I've ever done... And I've really put very little effort into this, let's be honest. I just have a few tabs ready and then I start streaming and then I start talking. To say that this is the best thing I've ever done...
8: It is... um.
0: It, if I can make a comparison for you... It'd be like if there was a five-star Michelin chef and then one day... He's doing a barbecue at his house, and he just grills some pork, just some grilled pork, maybe a little bit of seasoning. And someone walks up and says, hey, mate, this is the best thing you've ever cooked. This chef might be, uh, well, I, I appreciate that you enjoy the grilled pork. I did put some seasoning on it. But you know I kind of do this for a living, and I've got premium content elsewhere, right? And then there's a guy just munching his grilled pork. He's like, I was trying to pay you a compliment, you know. I appreciate the compliment, mate. I really do. It is good pork. I, I agree with you. I'm just saying it's not exactly my uh, not exactly my specialty. It's not the best thing I've ever done, in my opinion, but I, no, I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Maybe it is the best thing I've ever done. Who knows? All right. What else have we got here in the live stream chat? Garrett Summers is from the Penguin Army. Good to have you here. All the Penguin Army, great to have you in the house today. Miss Ali says that Stargate was the best show. Well, the thing is, Miss Ali, I don't know if you remember this, but... Stargate was one of my favorite shows when I was a kid. One of my favorite shows as a kid. It used to air back when I was about, say, uh, 12 or 13. It used to air every Thursday, I think it was. might have been 9.30pm, Channel 7. Not too sure. I used to love Stargate. I used to, really, I, used to love, I used to believe in outer space. Obviously, I didn't believe there were really Stargates, but science fiction, the idea is you believe in the fundamental premise pardon me, and so the fundamental premise of Stargate is that there are other planets out there, which is what most people believe today, that there are other planets out there, that, you know, they're inside their own Goldilocks zones where people could live. But I still really believe in all of that stuff. And, and to this day, I still do like Stargate as a TV show. I think it was very well made, and the characters are all very likable, the team. You've got uh, Daniel Jackson, the archaeologist, nerd, language ex- expert. You've got Tealuk, the muscle man, the the foreign... The alien man, you know, the muscle man with a heart of gold. You've got Samantha. Is it Colonel Samantha? And she's the... What is she? She's also very intelligent. What was her expertise? I can't really remember. Was she the medic? Apart from being cute, obviously. What was her reason for being in the team? Uh, She was an expert in something, I believe. And then you had, of course, uh, the leader. MacGyver. MacGyver was the leader of the team. And uh, he was... Hard but fair. And yet, there was, of course, the subplot that he had lost his wife... No, not his wife. He lost his child. And then, as a result of that, became estranged from his wife. They only had one son. And he lost his son to a gun accident. The gun had found MacGyver's... the, The son had found MacGyver's gun and shot himself in the family home. And... So you've got this cold, logical, hard but fair leader of the SG team but in the background he's haunted by the loss of his son that he blames himself for and in a way the Stargate is a way for him to escape he's escaping his life that he's now permanently traumatized by it's quite a story amazing storytelling really is and then as some of you guys know you know what we're going to do here since it is JohnLemon.com coming to you from beautiful, Plovdiv, Bulgaria if you go to JohnLeBond.com and type in Stargate, well, you might be amazed by what you find. This is a piece that I put together back in April of 2019. This is in the before times, just a few months before the big changes. One of my favorite pieces I've ever put together. This is both a written and audio video, audio video I should say. Some of my words here. Both a written and audio video piece where I look at the concept of sync and how it relates to Some of these technologies that people think are here to help them, but may really be here to harm the masses, of course, in the Stargate broader narrative, is this idea that there was at least one group of people, the Eshen, who came to Earth, and they came bearing gifts. And those gifts were medical marvels, futuristic technology, to help people to live better, longer lives. But only a few years later this is in the future, did the humans discover via the Stargate team, that in fact, this technology had also made everybody infertile, and the US government was in on it. The US government did a deal with the Ashen, they said, hey, we'll do a deal, you want us to depopulate the world, we'll do it, and the Ashen were like, okay, well then you can stay as the government, because we can just replace you if we want to, but you can stay as our public government, and we're going to give you everything, all we want is you to depopulate the masses. The U.S. government, along with it, this is in a Stargate TV series. Now, you might think, "Well, JLB, that's just that's just one or two episodes, a big deal." It's not just one or two episodes. And if you want to know more, and by that I mean the timing of the episodes, the numbers of the episodes, and how they relate to other episodes in the series, it, these were not just any two random episodes. You might even say, if you had all the details in front of you, that those were the two key episodes. Of the entire first Stargate series. Because of course they were. What do they call them spin-offs and what have you later on. But the original series. Those are Shen episodes. There is a case to be made. And I make the case in this piece. That's what Stargate was really all about. And if you want just one little teaser. Why don't you go to the list of Stargate episodes. And find out when. The Shen episode about depopulation. Find out the episode numbers. And find out when those episodes aired. See if you notice anything. Or if you want JLB to do the work for you, go and check out this piece, Alien Tech, Infertility and the Stargate Sync, both written and video audio format. I'm very proud of that piece. Of course, if you're not a member of JohnTheBond.com, you have no access to that. And I wish I could say, just go and sign up. But you can't even do that. JohnTheBond.com is now closed, has been since September of last year. And I did give people fair warning. If you want to get in, you've got to do it now. And then I closed the website, as I said I would do. And it's been closed ever since. So unfortunately, you can't join. That's a great shame. But if you are a member of JohnTheBond.com, if you got in before it was closed, go and check out that piece. I recommend it. Very interesting indeed. Yes. The Stargate Sync. Good stuff. All right. Let's go back to the live stream chat. Yeah, yeah, boy. Coming towards the end of the show. Going to wrap up in about 15 minutes, so get those comments and questions coming through. Thank you, Miss Ali, for your comment about Stargate. Are you a Stargate fan, Miss Ali? Was Was that a big popular show in the UK back in your day? All righty, Dregvr6 says hello, Jelby, Hello to you as well. Got a lot of comments in here. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to read as many as I can from as many different people as I can. It's not easy. The chat goes a bit too far sometimes. Garrett Summers is enjoying the stream. I appreciate that. Robert Johnson says, keep your YouTube channel so we can see you once a week or even more. Thanks. Robert Johnson, if you go to the info box below, you'll find my mailing list link. If you follow that link, it'll take you 10 seconds to join the free JLB mailing list. It takes just 10 seconds. And I can assure you, I do not spam my mailing list. In fact, I've sent nothing out for a few months now. But when I am sending stuff out, it's usually once, sometimes twice a month to content that used to be just for members of johnlabon.com now available to you for free because you're on the mailing list. That's how I do things. So if you want to keep in touch with what I do, regardless of whether I use YouTube or not. Maybe if they kibosh me, they can kibosh me at YouTube if they want to. It's their platform. They can kibosh me whenever they want. They've done it before, they'll do it again. Maybe. If that does happen, I'll still have the mailing list. So that's what you want to be on, the free jubby mailing list. Link to that in the info box below. And as for this show that I'm doing, this no-poll review, my plan is to do at least eight more episodes. I like to do seasons of 12 episodes at a time. So we'll do at least two more months of this. Every Tuesday from 4 p.m. US Eastern on a Tuesday afternoon from 8 a.m. Every Wednesday morning, uh, Australian Eastern Time, and then wherever else you are in the world, you can just work it out from there what time it is for you. We'll keep doing this. Anywhere from one hour to two hours, I'll be reviewing a thread from Conspiracy No Poll. That is Conspiracy No Poll subreddit. So subreddit, Conspiracy No Poll. It is a subreddit dedicated to conspiracy discussion that tries to avoid the blue verse red nonsense of, oh, well, Biden said this, oh, well, Trump, yeah, I don't care about that stuff. Let's just talk about conspiracy theories. That's the idea of it. There's about 60,000 subscribers there now. And there's all kinds of conversation taking place there. So go and check that out as well. And you'll see me posting there most days of the week. Rob Files says, I've been in this shit for 30 plus years, JLB, And it was the coronavirus that taught me a valuable lesson that 98% will believe anything I gave up. That is a terrific comment. Let's zoom in for those of you watching at home. This comes to us from Rob Files. He says, I've been in this stuff for 30 plus years, JLB." And it was the invisible body-possessing demons that taught me a valuable lesson that 98% will believe anything, and I gave up. Rob Files, you are speaking my language. You see, before this um, thing that happened in 2020, I was getting a lot of heat, even from some of my own supporters, about what I had to say about
8: the non-player character theory. A lot of people thought that I was going too far. They're like, JLB, you're going too far. It's dehumanizing. Don't you see that when you call them NPCs, you're dehumanizing them? And I'm like, what, is that even, what does dehumanizing mean? What do you even mean by that? What does that even mean? Serious question. What does that mean? Well, it means that you're being nasty to them, and you're dividing, you're being divisive.
0: Absolutely ridiculous. So even though I was very much on board with the NPC theory before the, the scandemic, even I... Did not think that if whoever runs a show wanted to do so, they could convince the whole world to shut down because of an invisible body possessing demon. I didn't think I didn't think they could do that. If you had said to me back in say 2019, hey JLB, if you come if you came to, if you went back in time, you know, like um, what's his name uh, Connor John Connor style Terminator two. If you sent John Connor back to 2019 and he came out a chat with JLB then at a the local cafe. And he said, hey, JLB, listen, I'm from the future, bro. And you're into this NPC theory. I need to know, do you think if the government and media conducted a concerted campaign to convince everybody that there was an invisible body possessing demon on the loose and now they have to shut down all the flights, they've got to shut down small business, they've got to ban people from going outside, they're going to ban people from going to Bondi frickin' beach, do you think they could get away with it? I would have said, nah, nah. Um, The people are stupid, but... <clears throat> That's gone a bit too far. That's gone a little bit too far, John Connor. And I don't think you're from the future. I think you're a junkie from out here way. And please leave me alone because I'm sitting on a laptop here trying to write an article for JohnTheBond.com about the history hoax. Please uh, leave me alone. Is what, is, I, I might have said something along those lines. So the point I'm trying to make to you is even I didn't think that the masses were this stupid. Even I didn't think that the NPC theory was this accurate. And all of that changed in 2020, didn't it? And things will never be the same again. Things will never be the same again. But here's the thing, Rob Files. Here's the thing that I'm sure you might have cottoned onto already. A lot of the people who during 2020 could see that this was absurd, like you could and I could, and many people watching live right now around the world, we could see it was absurd. And a lot of the people around us, either online or in real life, they could also see it was absurd. But now that the pandemic has sort of simmered away, Many of those people have gone back to believing that the average man, ah, he's intelligent, he's just a little bit, you know, they they fall for some of the stuff on TV, but they're not that bad. And and the point I'm trying to make here is a lot of people, they don't want to accept what the people around them really are. They want to live in this false reality where the average person is still intelligent, is still thoughtful, is something other than the non-player character they really are. Even intelligent people, even well-meaning people. Even some of the members of JohnLebon.com, some of the smartest people I know at JohnLebon.com, even they, deep down, would prefer to bury their heads in the sand and pretend that the people around them are unique, thoughtful creatures who don't base their decisions on programming and emotions, but base their decisions on logic and reason. That's what they want to believe. And you know what? I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Who wants to really see reality for what it is? Not many people. Not many people. And so, if there is a fake alien invasion going on tomorrow, next year, 10 years from now, whatever the case might be, I know what to expect now. I expect the masses to fall in line, like the morons they are, like the bots they are. That's just how it is. But there are a lot of so-called awake people like, oh, come on, JLB. (laughs) They're not going to fall for a fake... (sighs) I don't know why. All right. Paul Brim says, the COVID thing should have been the greatest education ever to the sleeping masses. But most have gone back to their mind cages and back to sleep. Well, that's where they're happy. That's their happy place. And I I mock them, sure, but I don't, know, I don't have a problem with it, man. As long as they're happy. That's the main thing for me. The way that these people lead their lives, are they happy? Are they happy the way that they're doing things? Many of them, as far as I can tell, they are. So it's, this is just nature. you know what I'm trying to say this is just how it is, you know. The dog is happy going through a walk twice a day on a leash, the dog is happy. Yeah? So it is that the humans are happy, being told what to believe, conforming to the herd, and getting angry at the outsider.
8: What? You didn't take the jab? Why not? Why didn't you take the jab? You know it's safe and effective, don't you?
0: They want to go along with the herd and get angry at those who don't. This is human nature. I understand it now. So even though I mock them sometimes, I don't actually think they're bad people or evil or Like, they're just, they're just people. They're just, they're, they're the normal people. They are the normal people. Just as the dog who enjoys going for a walk on a leash is the normal dog, so it is that the humans who like to conform and be told what to believe, and believe what they're told to believe, and get angry at the non-believers, they are the normal people. This is how humans are. No point getting mad at nature, I say. Meditating is a habit says I fell for it after studying virology. Well, so if meditating is a habit studied virology at university, you can understand why they fell for it. Because that means you've taken several more years of indoctrination. So you were more prone to falling for this than the average person. The more time you spend in academia, especially focused on a certain topic such as virology, for instance, the more susceptible you are to falling for this nonsense because you've, you've been programmed not just to fall for it, but to promote it to believe. I'm a virologist I studied virology at, you know say on a reddit you know uh, a virologist here I know a thing or two about mRNA and uh, the way that viruses spread from cell to cell and I'm mean here to tell you that it's totally real it's totally real and so you see they become like sheep dogs for the system you see so meditating is a habit this is um, you know I don't blame you it's, in fact it's amazing that you could snap out of that credit to you for that it's like the people who study history they has been three years studying history, do you think any of them are ever gonna break out of the conditioning? Maybe one or two will. In fact, I know one or two who did study history at university who've since realized it's all a hoax, which is amazing to me. That shows how much power of mind they have that they can break the conditioning. It takes a lot of power of mind to break that level of conditioning. But the vast majority, if they've studied history at university, they're never gonna wake up. They're never gonna realize that history doesn't go back more than a couple hundred years. In fact, even supposedly awake people in this corner of the internet, they still believe history goes back more than a couple hundred. They think it goes back thousands of years. Yeah? And they always will. Absolutely hopeless. Absolutely hopeless. And you can't blame them. This is human nature. Humans are very programmable, and especially those first... Well, the first five years especially, but anything before 20 or 30, very powerful programming. Very hard to undo. So... The people who do still believe in ancient Egypt, ancient Rome, ancient China, can't really blame them. That's what they were, pro- you know. To be like if someone, be like if someone programmed a a bot, you know, what I'm trying to say, and then the bot started parroting to you nonsense about ancient Egypt, you wouldn't get angry at the bot. You'd be like, well, that's that's what it's programmed to do. Of course, it's going to do that. So it is with people who study history at university. Of course, they believe in history.
8: Uh, JLB, I studied, you know, I studied history at college. Okay. So I think I would know a thing or two about Well, yeah,
0: you would know what they told you. And you would know it very well. And you would encourage it very well. That's what you know. That's all. That's all you know. That's it. Period. Okay. Let's carry on with the conversation. Jeez, we're coming up on two hours, folks. I'm going to wrap this up in uh, 10 or 15 minutes. So get your final comments and questions coming through. Sean Hamer says that people used to run marathons. Now they run three-year normy Well, it's three years and counting. I mean, has, so, that, so that, <clears throat> the, the pandemic has seemingly simmered away. But has it really? Because now I see on the internet, I see this division taking place between the people saying that the safe and effective was really unsafe and only effective at killing people. Then I see others who are saying, no, it was just a saline solution. These jibby-jabbies are harmless. And so you're getting these two different sides who agree that the the actual invisible body-bending demon was either not real or at least it was embellished. At least that's something. So they agree on the key points. But now they're debating, oh, did that athlete die because of the safe and effective? Oh, did that celebrity die because of the safe and effective? You see what I'm trying to say? Now, this narrative could carry on for another five or ten years, folks. Could carry on. There are people still debating 9-11 to this day. They're debating, how was it done? Did they use smoke screens? At fakeologist.com just a couple days ago, Simon Shaq was debating his longtime critic, Steve Diak, because Shaq believes there was a smoke screen across all of Manhattan, and they brought the buildings down in the middle of a smoke screen. Steve Diak says, no, there wasn't a smoke screen. How could they get away with such a thing? People would have told us, blah, blah, blah. And I am, that's probably not doing justice to either of their sides. I'm just... Trying to boil it down for the sake of illustration here. The point is that even two years later, uh, 20, 20 years later, people are still debating how 9 11 was done. It's possible that in 10 years, people will still be debating what do you see? That's another athlete who died from the safe and effective. And then you'll have the other side saying, no, they could have died anyhow. We don't know how it was done. The, the vaccines were a saline solution. Do you see the point I'm trying to make here, folks? So the worst of the nonsense might be over, but. But the lingering effects, and that's just one example. There are countless I could give you. I think they're going to stay here for a long time. Napoleon Wilson from fakeologist.com says, "Watch the Chris Skyes." Well, you know, I haven't seen any of Chris Skyes' work for a while here. Of course, Chris Skye was this very muscular, very well-spoken individual from Canada. He's, uh, he he bucks the Canadian trend. Most Canadians are very uh, calm, pardon me, very calm, soft-spoken individuals. They're not very loud, and they don't really go against the grain. Chris Skye was this uh, very muscular, loud-speaking dude who said right from the start, credit where it's true, right from the start, he said, this is all bullshit. Now, those are my words, not his, but he, he was... We're talking maybe in March or April of 2020. He was right on the money. But I haven't really seen much of him lately, although to be fair, I haven't really been paying attention. I know the fakeologist still pays a lot of attention, but... What's Chris Skye saying these days? I don't know. Rob Files says, JLB, try walking around Melbourne without a mask during lockdown 1-6. Damn, it was scary. Well, I wasn't in Australia during the, uh, the lockdowns 1-6. to six. I was in Malaysia. We had our own lockdowns, actually. Probably not as scary as Melbourne. but um, Yeah, I've got some memories. Let me tell you that. Yes, indeed. Who else have we got in here on the live stream chat? We've got a lot of people here, folks. Let me just zoom out. Need to come to the end of the show. Let me zoom out here. Why is that not working? There we go. Sorry, folks. We'll just zoom in one more time. Live stream chat isn't always easy to uh, to navigate here. All right. Jbird JB says, don't worry, because the Pope will baptize the aliens. I hear the Pope. What's his name? I don't even know. What's the Pope's name? I can't remember. Who is it? Pope? Is it Benedict? Is it Paul? Give me folks just having a glass of water, yeah, or a glass, a bottle of water. Bottle of water, yes, uh, two hours and my voice is just starting to go, isn't it? Yes, indeed. This is the thing, I like to record stuff and then edit it and get rid of all the dead air. If I have to take a drink of water or I have to clear my throat or whatever, I can edit that out and make it sound all nice and sweet. When you're live, it doesn't quite work that way, so please forgive me for the water drinking and the dead air and what have you. Yes, indeed. Xmas Eve says yours and Dave J's Fakeologist podcasts were the first ones I listened to in the archives some of them multiple times what I said was a compliment some brilliant points but you've made many well thank you Xmas Eve I appreciate that I really do appreciate that Feasty writes that almost everyone else is NPC yeah I think the vast even within the so called awake corner of internet I think most people here are NPCs as well doesn't make them bad some of the nicest people I've ever met NPCs. It doesn't make them bad people. There's a case to be made that the world needs NPCs. It needs them. Would you really want everybody to be quote unquote awake? Would you really want that? Really think through this. Would you, even if you could achieve it, which you can't, but even if you could, would you really want that? Think about the consequences, folks. Would you really want that? What do you think would happen if tomorrow, say, for argument's sake, 50% of people realized that the invisible body possessing demon was fake, that the wars on our telescreens are fake, that history as we know it doesn't go back more than a couple hundred years, that dinosaurs weren't real. Just suppose half of the population realised that. What do you think would happen next? Would it be a good thing that happened next? A lot of people are like, oh, yeah, it'd be great, man. We'd all be singing Kumbaya and growing our own food. It's like, why do you believe that? Why do you believe that? I mean, you could be right, I don't know, but, like, why do you believe that? Why would you believe that? Eccentric Views says, hello, John. Well, hello, Eccentric Views. Of course, myself and Eccentric Views, we went for a little trip on the International Space Station back in the day, didn't we? Yes, we did. You know what? I might even see if I can find a copy of that at JohnLebon.com. Let's see if I go to find that. I'll go to JohnLeBond.com. Just bear with me here, folks. You can see me taking a little ride on the International Space Station. Uh, actually, no, this isn't going to work. Let me try something else. New window. Yes, new window. Is this going to work? I think so. Let me just go to Login. Just bear with me. You know what, folks? While we're doing this, why don't we go and get some sound effects going? Maybe you might like to hear old mate Harley guy.
9: Humbling down. Uh, we want to bring in Mark Walsh, who's a, a freelancer for Fox.
6: You lived just a few blocks away and witnessed... Dude, I, was, I, was, I live on the 43rd floor of a building, which is five blocks from the World Trade Center itself. I witnessed the entire thing from beginning to end. People talk about how it looked like a movie. I know when I came walking down here early this morning and saw both towers on
9: fire and people on every street corner, it was, it was, Dude, it was like a movie, but you watched the planes hit the towers.
6: I was watching with my roommate. It was uh, approximately several minutes after the first plane had hit i saw this plane come out of nowhere and just scream right into the side of the twin tower exploding through the other side and then i witnessed both towers collapse one first and then the second mostly due to structural failure because the fire was just too intense uh... obviously there were there were a lot of people inside the buildings at the time Um uh, from the seventh precinct uh, the first precinct the fire department right here the seventh truck they, those guys are all right there at that ground zero when those things went down and God bless. I know there's a lot of guys there that were around there and hopefully they made it out. What was happening
9: around you and the streets around you as this was all going down?
6: Absolute pandemonium. From my viewpoint, up 43 floors, I could see people running like ants, just absolutely scurrying for their lives. Billows of smoke coming through the streets, just walking down the street, just pushing everybody.
0: That is, of course, Mark Walsh, the Harley guy. Now, take a look at this, folks. Can you see this? Are we still coming through? Yes, we are. This is myself and eccentric views on the ISS back in the day. Take a look at this. It's on TV, so it must be hey.
6: oh, oh.
0: Are you going to do a hey. <laughs> So as you can see, Super Agent John Le here on the ISS, and I've got with me none other than astronaut Gino, who has agreed to answer some questions for the children at home who have asked many questions. Gina, and you're happy to answer a few of those questions for us. Yes. Yes. And how are you today on the space station? You feeling good? I'm splendid. No, fantastic. All right. We've got a question from Sarah at Point Cook
1: Primary School. She wants to know, how do ISS astronauts deal with loneliness? Well, Sarah, we take our medicine.
0: Yeah, that was our little trip on the ISS. We answered a bunch of questions from kids all around Australia who wanted to know how the ISS works and what us astronauts do when we're up there. And, uh, yes, quite a few questions came through from the children and we were happy to answer them, myself and eccentric views. That was from 2018. In fact, that was from March. To, that's almost half a decade ago, Gina. Can you believe that? Almost half a decade since we're up in the ISS. Almost due for a, a reunion, I would think. Almost time. Now, where were we? Oh, yes, all of the live stream chat questions, of course, yes. I'll read a few more, and it's time to wrap this one up, folks. Two hours is, I think, more than enough. Of course, if you're just joining us late, we're talking about this thread on Conspiracy Pole. Somebody asked a question, what's going on with this alien thing? All the balloons and what have you. So I went through their OP, all their links, and I read a bunch of the comments and replies that were left, and we do this every week. From 4pm US Eastern, 8am Wednesday morning Australian Eastern. I pick one thread from Conspiracy No Poll, I read the OP. Then I read a bunch of the responses from people all over the world. Some of the 60,000 people subscribed to Conspiracy No Poll, the subreddit for discussing conspiracy theories. But trying to avoid the red versus blue nonsense. And this week we've been speaking about this crazy balloon thing. In the past we've spoken about why do the normies seem to be so uh, hooked on the TV and the Netflix, the programming. Why do they get mad when others are not equally uh, addicted, shall we say? And then my plan is to basically cycle between the threads that I've created, because I've created quite a few threads on that um, Conspiracy no pole. subreddit, but also threads made by other people. So on today's, we've been reading this comment from, or this uh, thread by Bronze Bomber. So there's a whole list of the different threads that we've done at Conspiracy no Pole. And what I do is I then take these uh, files, I turn them into mp3s the next day, so if you don't like to watch live streams or watch videos on YouTube, you can just download the podcast or stream it. It's a download download slash uh, stream option. And you can listen as an mp3 file as well. So anything that is on the screen, I try and describe it so that those of you who are listening at home as uh, mp3s do not miss out on anything too important so let's go back to the live stream chat just read the last few comments and then we'll start to wrap up the show thank you to everybody for coming out we've had about 50 to six people watching live so every week it's just gone up by a few more people and hopefully in a few weeks we'll crack that magic 100 the way that we used to back in the good old days alrighty Dirty Benny is in the live stream chat he says that Simon says well Dirty Benny I know that you're a big fan of fakeologist.com what did you think of that fakeologist chat with Simon Shack and Steve Diak I thought there was some good stuff to come out of it I also thought it probably could have been handled a little bit better because some of the back and forth was not constructive. Maybe if there was a few more, um, how shall we say? If it was structured in such a way that each of them could have made their point and worked out what do we actually agree on, what do we disagree on? And then from that disagreement area, which part do we disagree on? Why? Like, what is my opinion or what is your opinion? What is your opinion based on? If you disagree with me, Do you disagree with my evidence? Do you disagree with my logic? Do you think I've got the right evidence, but I've misapplied the logic? Just go through it sort of line by line in that sense. Would it be more productive? Instead, there was a lot of circular conversation going on, which is very normal for for normal people, shall we say. Most people are not trained formally in what we might call logic and epistemology, and so sometimes their discussions back and forth can be less less than productive, shall we say. But putting that aside, I thought overall it was a very interesting conversation. Between Simon Shack of September Clues and Steve Diak is a longtime critic. Uh, let's see. Xmas Eve says the thing is Simon Shack said the smoke began before the attack. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting perspective. Who else have we got? Sean Hamer says that learning should be our utmost commitment. I think education systems have their part to play in limiting the process of learning, but societal and social issues fix people in emotional maturity. In other words, keep them stuck there. I believe that is the case. Yes, indeed. All right, lots of people in there. Dirty Benny says that Simon Shack is a joke. Wow. Shots fired, Dirty Benny. Goodness gracious me. Eccentric View says that Predator Class is a James Dellingpole thing. James Dellingpole. I've heard the name, but I don't know too much about it. <laughs> Eccentric Views says that he's put on a bit of weight since our um, trip to the ISS. Yeah, you were a little bit on the thin side back then, weren't you? Uh, That's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you're in a country where most people are... Let's be honest, most Australians, especially after the age of about 25, they're huge. So if you had to choose between being thin and being the average overweight Australian, what would you choose? You know what I mean? Probably being thin is healthier. And uh, yeah, back in the days, man. That was... How old was I back then? I must have been 30 years old back then. The good old days... Up on the ISS. Anyhow. Okay, let's go back to the live stream chat. Yeah, yeah, boy. All right, well, we've had a lot of people leaving comments. I do appreciate it. It is time to wrap up the show, so I'll just go through the main things we've spoken about today. Conspiracy No Pole is a subreddit. I know that Reddit gets a lot of bad... Hmm. How do we say? A lot of people don't like Reddit because most of the major subreddits are completely controlled by raving lefty lunatics. Yes, that is true. But each subreddit has its own subculture, its own moderators. Some of them are very different to the rest of Reddit. This is a classic example. So it's worth checking out. You can use different apps on your phone to scroll through Reddit. I use Reddit is fun. You don't even have to log in. You can just read what are people saying, what are they thinking. You're bound to find some interesting topics on this subreddit. You're bound to find some interesting people, some intelligent people. Yes, you will see some nonsense on there as well. That's the nature of the beast. But if you can pass through that, if you can separate the weed from the chaff, you're bound to find some interesting ideas, some interesting links, people questioning what you think you know. If that's what you're into, you'll find it at a conspiracy no poll. We looked specifically at the thread to do with what the hell is going on with this alien thing. Then I played a bunch of clips from the mainstream media talking about UFOs being shot down. Had this expert, Raymond Scott-McCord. He's an intelligence expert. He's an expert in intelligence. We had this guy from The Daily Show who got mocked by Stevie Colbert about his memento little picture. And then we had the UFO shot down over Alaska. So we looked at those different clips. We looked at Roswell. Somebody mentioned the Roswell incident. Somebody mentioned the Westall incident, not far from Clayton, where I went to university, as chance would have it. Yes, indeed. And we spoke about a whole bunch of other things. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I'll read a couple more comments from the live stream chat. What are people saying as we round things out? Uh, Let's see... Event Horizon! Ooh, Event Horizon is in there. Event Horizon, is that the guy who has his own channel? Talking about the shape of the Earth. Might have to get you on a special edition of the Bonversations at some point, Event Horizon. I'm firing up the old Bonversations. We're restarting the series. Yes, indeed. Very popular series back in the day. Time to get it going again, I think, so maybe we can organise something. Robert Johnson says, how many years have humans been on Earth? I say around 6,000 years. Robert Johnson, I've got some good news and some bad news for you. Please don't get offended by this. When you say 6,000 years, in fact, you know what, instead of me telling you something, let me ask you something. Why do you believe 6,000 years? Is it because of the Bible? Is it because of people who have told you that's their interpretation of the Bible? Is that why? So here's the issue. You know what, I want to give you an example. I want to give you an example, all right? Let's go to... Let's go to, where's my little search? There it is. This is on Wikipedia, folks. If we go to Herodotus, okay, the father of history. This is from Wikipedia. Herodotus, ancient Greek, from circa 484 to 425 BC, so 400 years before Christ, supposedly BC. Right, Something around that, something around that. 400 to 500 years before. So we're talking thousands of years ago was a Greek historian and geographer from the Greek city of Heliconassus, part of the Persian Empire, and a later citizen of some place called Calabria, which is now Italy. He is known for having written the Histories, a detailed account of the Greco-Persian wars. Herodotus was the first writer to perform systematic investigation of historical events. He is referred to as the Father of History, a title conferred on him by the ancient Roman orator Cicero, okay, so according to the official story, okay, this guy is the father of history, as in history being this field where people record what happened, find other people's records, go through that information, synthesize it. This idea of history is not today. History is a field. This guy, according to history, was the father of that, the first one to do it so you would think there would be a compelling evidence base for the existence of this guy wouldn't you you would think that if you'd never heard my appearance on the higher side chats link to that at com. this is available for free on youtube on the higher side chats youtube channel this is from 2018 i want to say so we're talking about five years ago but the information there is just as relevant now as it was back then if not more so i explain the history hoax concept and i go through it step by step I'm not just saying this stuff for dramatic effect or for clickbait effect or any of that. I'm saying, guys, please prove me wrong, folks. You find evidence that this guy actually existed. I want to see it. I want to see the evidence. Because even according to the official story, the translations of his works are from the 1850s, yeah, or the 1890s, or the 1920s, pardon me, the 1920s, yeah, 1980s. 2013, the references to him, 2002, 2014, 1972, 1989, right? Then you go through their other sources, 2000, 2007, 2013, 1974, 1981, 1989, yeah? 1996, 1960, <laughs> 1981. Okay, here we go, 1838. So then, if you try and find the oldest source that is considered to be reliable for him today, say from the 1830s, then you go and track that book down. And you say, okay, right. Obviously that book is not from from Herodotus' time. So what are their sources? So you go and get a copy of that book. Then you go to their sources section. You trace through that. You're going to get sources from, say, the 1700s. Okay, well... That's still not the original source, and we're still nowhere near Herodotus' time. I want to find the original source or the closest we can get. Now, this takes a lot of time and effort, folks. Time and effort that nobody's going to put in. Nobody- oh, well, JLP, somebody's got to be double check. No, there's no one double-checking anything, period, okay? And you're not double-checking either, so why would you assume anybody else is? Well, I went and double-checked. It took me days and days and days, and it took me so much time to do this, folks, to trace through all of these frickin' sources from different Wikipedia pages or different uh, current websites or what have you, and find all the books that they claim that they got the information from. Then find those books and track theirs. This takes a lot of time, folks. But when you do it, you'll, you'll end up at what I call the wireframe mesh. History as we know it only goes back a couple hundred years. And then when you get to that edge, They just start telling stories with no sources at all. No sources at all. (laughs) None. And it doesn't matter because no one's checking. No one cares. No one gives a shit about any of this stuff. And by no one, I mean practically nobody. Yes, there is me. Yes, there is maybe a hundred people on my website. Yes, okay, big deal. Speaking broadly, even the rest of the so-called truth community doesn't
8: care about this stuff. They don't want to believe it. They want to bury their heads in the sand. Oh, come on, JLP. If what you're saying is true somebody would have told us by now.
0: Yeah, I'm the guy telling you. And you're not trying to debunk me.
8: You could easily go to Herodotus' webpage,
0: this Wikipedia page, go to their sources, track down these books. Many of them are available for free right now. Go to their sources. Go to their reference list. Track down those. You could do it right now and debunk me. But you're not going to. No one's. People have tried and failed. Very few people have tried. All of them have failed. Because this isn't debunkable. This is how the world really is. History only goes back a couple hundred years. But even supposedly awake people don't want to know, they don't care. I would argue because there have been programs not to care, but let's not get too esoteric right now. This reality that we live in, most people cannot know and will never know the truth, which is, history only goes back a couple hundred years. That's just how it is. Okay, and I know that that sounds crazy, but like I said, this should not be hard to debunk. Go and get one of these books from the further reading or from the sources or from the references go and get a copy of the book go to their sources and references see how far it goes back and then go and get their sources and just follow this simple process and see what happens see what happens and it's not just herodotus it is every one of these characters from history it's every event from history like the burning of the library of alexandria same thing only goes back a couple hundred years because that's how far back history goes not Thousands of years, tens of thousands, not millennia, no. A couple of hundred years. We live in something that is like a Westworld reality. And it's very easy for you to prove this to yourself. It just takes a lot of time. Just try and debunk what I've said. Try and debunk. Set out with your task to be to debunk me, right? Because this should be debunkable, what I'm saying. It should be easily debunkable. Just go and debunk it. And then when you realize that it can't be debunked, you're going to have that moment, that eerie moment. Where you're like, holy shit our history doesn't go back. They're literally making this shit up as they go along. That's why most of these references are from the last 20 years. History is being rewritten, and not just rewritten, but written, created, as we go. Yes, that is what the field of history is. And you can trace it all back to the seed, to the Genesis story from a couple hundred years ago. That's the reality. And it's a reality that most people are not ready for. God love and God bless them. And so they will stay in the dark. They will stay unawares. And they will be happy. They'll be happy believing that history goes back thousands of years. They're happy. So leave them be, I say. Leave them be and leave them happy. There's nothing wrong with that. But if what I'm saying is new to any of you around the world, here for Conspiracy no pole number four, if you feel so inclined, you might decide to pick a character from history and see what is the oldest reference you can find, find out what the official story is today, Find out what the sources for that story are and just trace your way back and see how far back you get. And then I will see you at the wireframe mesh, me and a few of my buddies who've all done done this. We've all tried to find characters and stories of history that go back more than a couple hundred years. We can't find them because they don't exist. It's all fake. It's all Westworld-style fabrication. So when you get to that wireframe mesh, which by the way, that is what is the background of johnlebon.com. This is from the 13th floor. See, this is the wireframe mesh. This is where I like to hang out with some of my friends from johnthebond.com who've done this as well. And we've all hit the wireframe mesh. That's as far back as time goes. And just as in the 13th floor, people live in a fake constructed reality, but nobody knows because nobody checks. Same thing with our so-called reality. It's not thousands of years old. It's a couple hundred years tops. And the evidence is all there waiting for you, but no one's going to check. And if you're not going to check, why would you assume anybody else has? They haven't. They haven't only a small number of people have. They're all at johnlabond.com and they've all come to the same conclusion as me. Some of them have openly told me, JLB, I thought you were crazy. I was trying to debunk you because I thought it would be easy. And only after hours and hours, days and days, weeks and weeks, whatever the case might be, I realized, holy shit, this is true. I'm like, yeah, I know. And at least you've got me here and others like me here. We can discuss it with you without calling you crazy. When I first did this, I was the first one to do it. The rest of the so-called truth scene... All of these researchers who knew all of these things, none of them had taken the time to trace what we call history back to the primary source. None of them. I thought I was losing my mind. I thought I was losing my mind. But I wasn't. I had just stumbled on something no one else had stumbled on. And that's why I know the truth. And that's why you can know the truth as well. You don't need me. You don't need others. Just do it yourself. Just pick a story from history and try and trace the sources back to the originals and then see if you can verify those originals. See if you can verify the chain of ownership of those documents. Yeah, see if you can do it. Just see what happens, folks. Email me at johnthebond123 at gmail.com. Tell, please guys, debunk me, please. (laughs) Please, debunk me, embarrass me. You find one of these stories of history and prove that they're real, email me the evidence and I'll make you a video. I'll say, guys, I still believe dinosaurs are a hoax. I still believe diamonds are a hoax. I still believe war is a hoax, but I have to change my mind about history because somebody has found something and they've found the chain of custody of the documents to the primary sources that have been aged independently verified at thousands of years old. So I have to change my mind. I'd happily do it, folks. Happily do it. But it's not going to happen. Firstly, because almost nobody's going to try and debunk me. Almost nobody's actually going to try and do it because that takes time and effort.
8: Oh, what? I've got to actually read some books? No. They're not going to do it. And the few who do do it are going to find the exact thing that I found. It's not like I'm
0: some kind of genius, some kind of great thinker. No. I just took the time to read the freaking books and check their sources, which apparently nobody else ever does. And when you do it, yeah, it takes time, but it's not hard work. It just takes time. And then you get to the end of the line, and you find the wireframe mesh. And that's where we are right now. That's where I am right now. But many of you watching and listening around the world, you still believe in ancient history, and that's fine. You still believe in the Egyptians doing that funny little dance... And you still believe in them building those pyramids or ancient aliens coming to help or you still believe in Caesar being stabbed in the back or you still believe in Jesus being hung on the cross. That's totally cool. Believe whatever you want to believe. As long as you're happy. That's all I care about, folks. I just want you to be happy. And I will warn you that if you do, if you are emotionally invested in history like most people are, then maybe you don't want to try and debunk what I've said. Because you might find yourself... It'll take you a few weeks to get to the bottom of all of this, but once you get to the bottom of it and you see the wireframe mesh, you might go through something of an existential crisis, for want of a better term. And you might find your whole life flipping upside down. And maybe you don't want that. Maybe that's not what you want. Maybe you're quite happy as you are right now. So maybe you should just write off JLB as some kind of crazy lunatic, some kind of eccentric weirdo who just says crazy things for clickbait, or something, just make up a story in your head about how I'm some kind of bad guy and none of this is true just take that beautiful blue pill mmm, blue pill mmm, and then wake up tomorrow and this was all just a fever dream and history is real and humans have been here for thousands of years and there was a guy called Herodotus thousands of years ago, the father of history and this is all real this whole construct that you live in is a real construct and JLB is crazy. Take the beautiful blue pill, folks. That's the path to happiness. Yes, indeed. All righty, then. Let's get back to the live stream chat. Yeah,
8: yeah, boy.
0: Oh, lots of people in the live stream chat, just like usual. Sean Hamers says, by order of the kings, a free house must be open all hours and have a sign outside that is clear to see. Event Horizon says, but how to explain carbon dating? How do I explain carbon dating? Is that um, is that a joke? Uh, Event Horizon. I'm going. I know you well enough to know that you you know some things. So I'm guessing that it is a joke. Waterman Chris says I looked into the weight that the Salem witch trials never happened. Event Horizon says did you already think before checking the sources that history doesn't exist? No, I believe history does exist, just like you do, just like most people do. I went through school just like you guys did. I watched TV and movies just like you guys did. I believed all the crap that we were programmed to believe. And that's why, because one of the first things I tried to look into, remember that Eratosthenes story about that guy who used the sticks and shadows to determine the circumference of the Earth? Well, back in 2015, that was a big story. People like Eric Dubay and I were talking about Eratosthenes and how these experiments really proved the Earth was flat and all that other stuff. And I was like, listen, before I worry about whether Eratosthenes proved the Earth was was round or flat, I need to get to the source of the story. What did Eratosthenes actually say and when did he say it? And at that time, I still believed Eratosthenes was real, probably. But I had to go and find the sources. And then I, I, try, I spent a lot of time on this, and I got nowhere. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? But I kind of put it at the back of my mind, and then I thought, I'll come back and I'll try and look into something similar to this later. And then I tried to look into a different topic. Same thing. I just want to get to the, to the bottom of who first told this story and when and what are the sources, right? had the same problem and this was eating up a lot of time like hours and hours of time and I was getting nowhere and I was like what the hell is going on here and I started to think if this really does all lead nowhere which at that time I wasn't convinced of yet but I was like surely someone would have told me by now but it was around this time I started to realise no one's actually double checking anything people just watch streams or listen to podcasts or watch movies or so called documentaries no one's actually doing the actual work the actual research the boring stuff of reading books and find. no one's doing that and I was like Maybe
8: maybe no one's worked this out yet.
0: And then I started picking specific topics, and I found Herodotus. I looked into the provenance of the so-called Bible. Believe it or not, the Bible
8: comes from the mid-1800s as well. Oh, no, it doesn't, Jelby. The Bible's thousands of years old, actually. Yeah, that's what I used to think as well. That's what I used to think as well. And then, yeah, I looked into the burning
0: of the Library of Alexandria, and every time, same thing. Hours and hours and hours and hours it takes to try and read all these books and pardon me find their sources and yeah eventually just realise it It all goes nowhere because that's exactly what's meant to happen it's like that guy in um what's it called Dark City he's like uh what's this guy say he's like um uh, let me think of what he says he's like uh you know I've been working on the case and he's like yeah yeah I was on that case and then old mate's like pardon me he's like um you no, it's a, a case that could uh, make a man's career or break it. And he says, something happened, Eddie, didn't it? Something to do with the case. And Eddie's like, there is no case. There never was. It's all just a big joke. It's a joke. Of course, prior to that, he was talking about going around in circles. He's like, I've been having a bridge in this city. There's no way out. Just going around in circles, going around. That's, if you try and investigate the history hoax, that's all that's going to happen. You're just going to go around in circles. And it could send a man mad. Fortunately, it didn't send me mad, folks. No, your main man, JLB is still in tip-top shape. Don't you worry about that. Yes, indeed. Although those lockdowns back in 2020, you want to go mad, I'll give you a way to try, try and do it. Get locked down in a foreign city where you don't know anybody and you can't do anything or meet anybody for a few months. That might just tip you over the edge. But no, the history hoax, it didn't send me mad, I like to think. I like to think I'm still in one piece. I'll tell you what what all send me mad, though. Here's what's going to send me mad. If I keep trying to explain the basic concepts of the history hoax to people and tell them, just go and debunk me. Don't listen, don't listen to anything I say, just go and debunk me. I've, I've probably done this, what, a dozen times on different live streams now where I wasn't meant to talk about the history hoax, but I, I started going on one of these uh, monologues. And I'm like, dude, why do you do this? You know these people don't understand. You know you're talking to bots. Why even bother? It's a waste of time, man. The people who want to debunk you, the people who want to try to see if they can debunk you, the people who actually have some gumption, some intellectual curiosity, these people will put the effort in. They'll, they'll do it. The, the tiny minority will do it. And they will find what you found. The rest of them, you might as well be talking to chat GPT bots. Why do you bother? And I'm like, yeah, I know. Why do I do that? Shouldn't have mentioned all that stuff about the history hoax. What was I thinking? What was I thinking? It was just a waste of time. It was just... It's like trying to teach a dog how to play piano. What are you going to achieve? What are you going to achieve?
8: Come on, JLB. I don't have time to read books, okay? I'm very busy.
0: In the background, you can hear the water bubbling. Bubble, 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 Hear a couple of coughs in the background.
8: (coughs) I'm really busy, JLB, you know. like I have to work and... I watch a lot of streams and listen to podcasts. I'm too busy to try and read books and, you know, trace the sources of history. Bubble, 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 bubble. <coughs> Coughing in the background.
0: Oh, yeah, real real busy. Really, yeah, yeah, too busy. No, I'm sure you are, yeah. Well, on that happy note, folks, it's time to wrap up the live stream. We're going to be back next week from 4pm, Tuesday afternoon, US Eastern Time, 8am, Australian Wednesday morning, Eastern Time. And I will pick another topic from Conspiracy Ball to cover. And we will look at the OP. We will check out the links if necessary. And then we will read the comments at the left. Then I will read your comments as well. And I may find myself at approximately 1 o'clock in the morning monologuing about how history is a hoax. And how I have no hope for the so-called truth community. Because most of them, they don't really care about the truth. And if they did, they do their own research. It's that simple. But they don't want to. God love him, God bless him, and that's fine. Doesn't make him bad people. But the history hoax will go unknown to most people today, tomorrow, and forevermore. Just like in the thirteenth floor, the fact that you cannot get to Tucson, you can try and take a trip there, but you never get there. You'll hit the wireframe mesh. Just like in that movie, most of the people are happy just living their lives. They don't want to take no trip to Tucson. You can tell them. You can shake them and say, "Listen, Brad, there is no freaking Tucson." This is the only place there is. There is no Tucson. There is no past. They're like, uh bro, whatever you're talking about, you must be crazy. Because if there was no Tucson, somebody would have told us by now, I think. So I'm going to carry on with the rest of my day and you just uh, mind your own business. That's how it's going to be. I'm John the Bond coming from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. You can contact me, johnthebon123 at gmail.com. You can find my website, johnthebond.com. You can find this Reddit conspiracy no poll. That's N-O-P-O-L. Reddit conspiracy no poll. Go and check it out. I've got a Twitter account as well. And of course, that free mailing list, just in case I get kibosh from YouTube, which might happen again. It's happened before. If you're on the free JLB mailing list, there's two benefits. One, I can send you content that's normally just for the members of johnthebond.com. I can send it to you for free on delay, which I do from time to time. And if I ever need to contact you to let you know where to find my new material, if I get kiboshed by the big tech, I can let you know through that method as well. So there's over a 1,000 people on the JohnLebon.com mailing list. In fact, 1,130 is the latest count, which I found rather interesting for the 113. So there's over 1,100 people on the JohnLebon free mailing list. I haven't sent anything out for some time, but I will again in the future. Don't you worry about that. I definitely do not spam the mailing list. I can assure you of that. And I think that's all I need to tell you. So thank you once again to Bronze, who was the person who made this thread? Bronze Bomber number one. Thank you to all the people leaving their comments on the Conspiracy No pulse subreddit. And a thank you to everybody in the live stream chat. Bo Lang says, have a wonderful day, JLB. I appreciate that. Sean Hamer says, loving the truth or living a lie? There is no in between. J j b says, sweet lies or bitter truth, your call. Event Horizon says, what do you think about the Acropolis in Greece? You think it's, Max, a couple hundred years old? The Acropolis, the Colosseum, in fact, here in Plovdiv, Bulgaria, there is a theatre, an ancient Roman theatre that's supposedly a couple
8: thousand years old. In fact, a lot of the people come and say to me, Oh, JLB, but how about the pyramids? How about the Colosseum? Don't you know they're thousands of years old? How do you explain that, JLB?
0: Okay, first things first, I live in what is supposedly one of the oldest cities in the world. I live in a city that has an ancient Roman theatre. I've been there. I've sat there and watched performances. And you want to know what I think about what I saw and what I touched when I sat down on that seat and I touched it with my own hand, this thousand-year-old stone or marble? Do you want to know what I noticed with my own senses, my own eyes, my own sense of touch? Touching these thousand-year-old stone, these seats that were supposedly sat in thousands of years ago. You want to know what I thought about the whole thing? You want to know? Go to JohnTheBond.com. But you can't... Unfortunately, you can't sign up as a member there anymore. It's closed. I might open it again in the future. In fact, I think I will. So stay tuned for that. I might open it one last time. One last time to let the comers join. But after that, we're done. And then people come and say, Oh, but you'll be... <laughs> The truth should be free. And I'm like, it is free. Go and do the research. Go and debunk me. Pick a character from history and trace the sources. You're not going to do that, are you? You're not going to do that. You're not going to do it.
8: You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it, are you? No, you're not. You're not going to do it because you're too busy. Bubble, bubble, bubble. (coughs) JLB, we're real busy here, okay? We're real busy sampling Colorado's finest that we got from the Dispensary. (coughs) Bubble, 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 bubble.
0: Yeah, enough's enough. What a crazy time to be alive. Even the awake people. Some of them, there's just no chance. And on that note, let's go out with... Let me see, what are we going out with today? Let's go out with... Hmm... Ooh, let's go out with the Wolf of Wall Street. Thank you once again, everybody who makes this possible. I'll see you again next week. This has been Conspiracy No Pol- uh, Review number four on February 14th slash 15th, 2023. John the Bond coming to you from beautiful Plotty, Bulgaria. And of course, don't take anything I say seriously. I'm just some crazy dude who doesn't believe in ancient history, dinosaurs, diamonds, nuclear bombs, war in general. You name it, there's a good chance I don't believe in it. Why take anything I say seriously? You go and do your own research and debunk me. That's the name of the game. Let's go out with a little clip one of my favourite clips of all time, in fact. This is Harley Guy telling you what happened on 9-11 on 9-11. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.
9: Bye-bye, everybody. Humbling down. Uh, we want to bring in Mark Walsh, who's a, a
6: freelancer from Fox. You lived just a few blocks away and witnessed. Dude, I was. I was. I live on the 43rd floor of a building, which is five blocks from the World Trade Center itself. I witnessed the entire thing from beginning to end. People talk about how it looked like a movie. I know when I came walking down here
9: early this morning and saw both towers on fire and people on every Telling street corner. It was. It Island. was. It was like a movie. But you watched the planes hit the towers.
6: I was watching with my roommate. It was approximately several minutes after the first plane had hit. I saw this plane come out of nowhere and just. Ream right into the side of the twin tower exploding through the other side and then i witnessed both towers collapse one first and then the second mostly due to structural failure because the fire was just too intense uh, obviously there were there were a lot of people inside the buildings at the time Two um, from the seventh precinct I mean, the first precinct the fire department right here the seventh truck they, those guys are all right there at, at ground zero when those things went down and God bless. I know there's a lot of guys there that were around there. Hopefully they made it out.
9: What was happening around you and the streets around you as this was all going down?
6: Absolute pandemonium.